Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25, if I am not mistaken, of the Worldwide Charles Pod. I am your host, Kamal, for today, aka Lump of CSC. Um, it's been a minute since we've had an episode, so we do apologize for the delay. But the WWC team is ramping up the content, and we'll be dropping a lot more articles, a lot more podcasts for you as we get closer to another epic season of Chelsea football. Um, this episode is going to be a cracker, I think. Um, I think we've got the most amount of people we've had on a podcast, um, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, we're going to be talking all things Chelsea first team squad. Uh, so without further ado, let me introduce the phenomenal guest we've got for you today. Um, we've got returning guest and barbecue enthusiast, Mike. How are you from friend? I'm doing great, man. How are you, brother? No, nah, I can't complain, my friend. I can't complain. It's been a minute since we've had one of these, so it's going to be a good minute. one, I think. A whole minute. A whole minute. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, and uh, obviously, you've got another member of the WWC. Corey, what's going on, brother? Another day, another podcast, finally. Yeah, it's been, it's been way too long. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, we're going to be bringing on these on like a lot more. But it's always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, and the fan favorite, Mr. Controversial, Mr. Queen's English, Antonio Rudiger's only fan. Marv, how are you, my friend? I'm really hoping that Rudiger's going to give me something signed or something. <laughs> for this, yeah, I, he has to. Just a proper tender alone. I stuck by him for so long. Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm delighted to be on my dedication. It's 3 a.m. and I'm still going, ready to go. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's what I'll talk about. Um, I'm going to introduce two new guests as well, both of uh, both of whom I've interacted with a lot, as well as the WWC team. Um, also fans of the show. So let's begin with uh, Travis, a.k.a. Crossword CFC. How are you, brother? Welcome. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Kamal. Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure. Uh, thank you for all your interaction we've had so far on our Twitter. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, we've honestly had internal discussions about bringing you on for a lot longer. But thank you for waiting with us. And it's a pleasure to have you on. Oh, well, I'm happy to wait to come on. Uh, excited to get going with it and looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. For sure, for sure. Um, and finally, we have Tyler at TWickham06. How are you, my friend? Welcome to WWC. I'm good. Uh, excited to be on and just ready to talk about the, the Chelsea. For sure. There's nothing better to talk about in my opinion. Uh, all right. So after a lengthy intro, let's get straight into it. Um, as I said, today we're going to be discussing and assessing the first team, uh, the Chelsea first team squad. You know, who should stay, who should be sold, who should be loaned out. Um, and we'll go player by player. You know, I just want a quick answer from each of one of you guys. And, you know, I'm, we can jump in at any point if anyone's got any controversial, anything controversial to say. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, Marv, Kepa, what are we doing with him this season? Well, um, I'm definitely on the sell team. Um, if we, I, I think it's probably going to end up being alone. Um, but for me, he's just, you know, he's had a chance. Hasn't done well enough. Uh, you get limited chances at a club like this. Um, I mean, even in the, the first season, we won the Europa League, and I think it kind of masked over a lot of problems we did have with him anyway. Um, I'm, I'm not subscribing to that stupid take that there are shot, you know, unstoppable. How many unstoppable shots come his way? There was one against Sturridge that I'm not having. It should have been saved, and and that cost us a three point. Uh, three points there and it doesn't matter now of course we got top three and all, all that stuff but for me Kepper is it's a definite sale doesn't have the mentality it seems never comes for the ball from crosses actually manages to make our defense look bad and, and our defense is not that great anyway 
Um, but for me, I think he's the root of the problem. Um, I have to say that I think he is the biggest um, denominator here when we're talking about it. So for me, he's a sell. The biggest denominator. Okay, fair enough. I think um, so. Okay, cool. Um, Tyler, go on. Well, I know you. we've had discussions privately before about how you think it's not all on him. So what's your take on Keppa? I feel like we're going to get rid of Keppa, but I don't think it's going to happen until the winter. I, I, think, okay. I think with his prices right now, uh, I don't think anyone's going to pay what we want for him. And sure. and I don't think that we're going to uh, – I've heard the Mendy rumors about uh, bringing a, a younger goalkeeper or a cheaper goalkeeper, and I think that is more realistic to compete with, you know, um, with Keppa. But I don't sure. think we'll get rid of him this summer. I think it's going to be a loan in the winter. If he plays, maybe can, he can increase, or increase his value, but I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't think we're going to sell him for what we want. So a loan in January, to me, makes more sense. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can definitely see the loan happening. Um, Mike, what, what are you thinking on Kappa and Risa Malaga? I, I'm on the, the loan <laughs> train here at this point. Um, I need that dude. Yeah, Sorry, no, I have to say no, 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 and, and that, that's exactly it. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Um, I'm not against bringing in him, bringing in competition here for him to let's just sort it out. But I mean, that's are we gonna, are we really and truthfully gonna have three goalkeepers like on the squad with you know Willie that's already been signed? Um, so I think for for Keppa, I think if we can make it happen, we should loan him out. And the reason why I say that is honestly. I, I get where Marv's coming from here, but I really do feel like this defense let him down more than he let the defense down throughout the whole season here. I, I think that his confidence was shot, and I think it's kind of like with an NFL kicker or with like a relief pitcher in baseball. Once once you start to doubt yourself, like you, you I mean, you're you're frozen at that point. And I think you know him going and having a change of scenery for maybe a season or even two for what for that matter. And it gets some of that salary off the books. And who knows, man, if, if somebody wants to, you know, buy him at that point, we can, you know, swing that boy, Nick Pope. Because I really like that dude. <laughs> I really like that dude. I was just uh, waiting, I was just waiting he, for the minute. Yeah. No, but, but in all fairness, I mean, if we, but, but if, we could, if we could swing something where he can get that confidence back, come back, I'm, I'm all for him. I'm, I'm not against him, but I also feel like, there's, I mean, there's, that's a lot of, I mean, we're going to take a bath on that salary if we try to move him. I don't think anybody's going to give us what he, what, you know, what we, what we have invested him thus far. Like, oh, so, no I think chance, a, no so I think a, a loan, if we can make it happen and, and have some of that, at least some of his money off the books would be fair. No, I can, I can definitely see a loan as in, I think loan is definitely going to be the way personally, just because of the, like everyone said, it's the, the money tied up in him. Um, uh, let's go, Travis. What, what's what's your take on Keppa, man? Uh, with Keppa, I mean, I feel like we probably would have had nine more points or so around that if we had any average Premier League keeper in goal this yes. season. So, yes, yes, yes. I, I I feel like you got to move on from him at this point if you can. Um, statistically, he's just he's just the worst. Um, uh, and I know to go with a lot of what Mike was saying, a lot of this does come down to confidence. He he is having struggles with his back line. And I think when you look at that Liverpool FA Cup game in the restart, that's where it was really apparent. Uh, you really started to see like there vocally the defenders yelling back at Keppa, And he just he didn't really even have anything much to say or do. Um, and the whole team is yelling at him to do things like command a cross and command his box. 
I, I think if we can move him on, great. Uh, a loan's probably more realistic for the club, given the finances involved and how much was invested in him. Um, but I, I think somebody else has got to come in. Who is, who's your who's your most realistic option to bring in, do you think? I mean, from what you see, it sounds like probably Pope or Onana would be the most sure. realistic options with price tag. Yeah, because you know Pope's going to come out on that box. I'm mm. just saying. <laughs> that, dude, that dude can command a back line. And he's going to come out for crosses, which is going to be a, a, a big improvement for what we're lacking. I don't think I've seen Kepa do that once. Like, I, I, I don't recall in the two years him being here, him ever coming out and being like, I got this, and claiming it. I don't think I've seen it. Corey, Kepa, I know you don't like him either, but what, what are we doing? Yeah, um, I'm going to probably go with, I know we've all said loan or sell. I think I'm going to actually go loan with possibly an option to buy. I think that sure. might be also something we do, we work with. Maybe if we send him out on loan, he goes out for a loan in a year, maybe somewhere in like a Spanish team. I think maybe brings down maybe a little bit of his value a little bit, maybe possibly. And then, you know, we kind of figure out what to do from there. I think. Uh, Pope and Onana are great shouts as well. Um, I think maybe this year with possibly, you know, the rumors of, of Thiago Silva, maybe a Spanish-speaking center back and a commander and a captain who is vocal on his side of the pitch, um, maybe he, he brings a little bit more confidence to Kepa as well. Um, I think that might help, like everyone said, the, the unfamiliarity with the back line is, probably doesn't help as well, the no like, you know, no confidence with everyone other than I assume Aspie is the only one who's got confidence um, to command anything. But, yeah, I think Kappa Pope is probably my number one guy. Um, oh. But I, I just it. think, the, yeah, <laughs> I just think the rumors, I think, are a little bit stronger than Onana at the at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the, the Pope Onana thing, like like I've said so many times on this pod, I, I just want anyone. I don't care. I just want anyone. Yeah. Like, for me, I just want Kappa gone. Um, I want a one-word answer. This one's going to be really simple, I think. One word from all of you on Willy Caballero. Um, Corey, I've got you here, so you can continue. Yeah, uh, he'll. St- I think he'll stay. Obviously, he's gonna he's gonna be backup keeper. FA Cup games, Carabao Cup games. Um, if hypothetically someone goes down at the keeper position, knock on wood, unless it's Kepa. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think he'll stay. Sure. Um, Travis, what about what's your opinion on on Willy? I think he stays. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it was just so obvious from everyone. Um, Tyler? Stays. <laughs> All right. Mark? Uh, I think stay, but I think, like, we kind of maybe missed a trick here because if we were looking to bring in competition for Kepa, um, why didn't we do that uh, rather than kind of sign the deal with him quick, knowing that now we have no choice and that people negotiating know we now don't have a choice? Um, that that kind of puzzled me a little bit. I think I think the reason Kepa was signed, if we're being honest, was it was a panic signing. I think okay. we can all look back in hindsight and just be like, okay, we screwed up with Courtois. We took too long. We had Allison in the bag, but again, we took too long trying to convince Courtois, and then Kepa was pretty much our only solution at that point. Uh, Mike Willie Caballero stays. Sweet, sweet. Um, the next one. I know if I had Carlito on this episode, he would be like, sell, but Captain SB. <laughs> <laughs> Captain SB. Mike, go ahead. Take it away. No, he needs to stay. Um, and and I'll, and I'll say it right now. Um, you know, it, he's, he's going to be a squad guy, 100%. I mean, especially if we're you bringing think? in Chilwell. Yeah, if, I mean, if we're bringing in Chilwell, I mean, who, 
Even though he's captain. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he's going to be captain. If if we're signing Tiago Silva, and I I think oh, there's a Aspie's captain, bro. Come on. Oh, I don't think so, man. Not not, really? not if you're yeah, not if you're in the starting. I mean, if you're not on the starting eleven, I mean, you don't sign. I mean, what, you're going to sign Ben Chilwell to be in a squad? No, no, I get yeah. that. It's just because I just don't know if Frank has enough. I think yeah, which I think Frank's got. I mean, Frank's got the juice right now, right? I mean, the board's backing him. Everybody is like oh, sorry, on board with this. No, no, you're good, brother. Like, I mean, he's on. I mean, if Frank's got the juice at this point. I think if Frank wants to pull that card, I think you can. And I mean, we saw Conte as what the as what the captain at um, in the in the Champions League uh, in the last Champions League sure. game, right? Okay. I mean, I mean, not to say that that's you know, I mean, he is our best player, but I don't know if he's necessarily a leader. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not resigned to, you know, seniority. You get to, you get to have the captain's badge. I think it's gotta be somebody that comes in and, and just really commands, you know, respect. And if that's Conte by, you know, by his actions on the pitch, then I'm all for it. Um, if it's somebody else out there that, you know, I, but I, I, I think Aspie's, I don't think Aspie's going to have the captaincy at this point. I still would like him here, but I think he's a fantastic, um, uh, I think he's a. I think he's the consummate professional. I think he's at. He he's done everything that Frank has asked him to do, to the best of his Fair ability. Point. Yeah. Sure. Um, Mark, what do you think? I about think stay. I think it it can only be stay. I mean, it's just a low priority to replace him. Um, I have been critical of him in in the past. Uh, for for like, I mean, not in the way that Carlito is, but I think obviously, uh-huh. uh, being beat in the kind of far post cross, it seems to be something that happens with him quite a lot. And, yeah. and it, the thing, I mean, I, I like him. He, he did grow. I think he's been a good signing in general. And, and I like the guy, you know, he's very low priority replacing someone like that. I, I can't see him not being captain. I definitely couldn't see that. So, um, so do, do you think he, he plays like a, a fair amount, or do you think it's strictly yeah. Reese James and Chilwell now? Oh, no chance. I mean, there's no way that Reese James is replacing him yet. I mean, this right. is got to be be honest here. This is Reese James, what like his his first season, and uh, playing in a proper professional league, and of course it's Chelsea as well. It's going to take time, I think, unless he hits the ground running. And he did have a good season. I'm really happy with him, but we got to kind of pull the brakes a little bit on that one. I, I don't see Aspie leaving yet, uh, not for a while. Yeah, likewise, because you see the the, you yeah. know, the the general Chelsea Twitter fan base, and they're all like, oh, Rich James is better than Trent and all this nonsense. But it's I mean, not. he's good, but let's let's not get there yet. It's not true. Um, not yet. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Corey, Rich James. I'm sorry, Aspie to cut that. Yeah, he stays. Um, he, I think he probably still gets uh, the first game. He probably starts. Um yeah, he, I, he stays, but I think it's going to be more of less. He plays closer to 50-50 with Reese. I think we'll see a little bit more games for Reese. Personally, I think first year, they kind of eased him in a little bit. And I think this year we'll see him play a little bit more. And then, then maybe the next year a little bit more or not starts. And then you kind of see the regression of Aspie. But with the captaincy, I don't know who, who takes the captain's band. If, if Aspie's not playing, that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I guess that question comes down to if Jorginho's not there either, because Jorginho's vice captain, right? So right. But if Jorginho's not there too, then it could be Kante. Yeah. Like we said. Oh, that's a good question. That's a yeah, good it's a good question. It's yeah, and it, you'll, we'll talk about more when we get to the midfielders, but that's also yeah. another debate. No doubt. Um, Tyler, how's your? What's your opinion on Aspie in general? 
I think Aspie stays, but I think he moves into a more of a um, like a bench role. Sure. I'm with I'm with Marv. I don't think that Reese gets the starting job right off the bat, but I think as the season goes, um, Reese is going to take it. And I'm just not quite sure on Aspie being the uh, the captain. Um, he's been a great professional over the years, um, but like there's been instances throughout the past few years where a captain has needed to step up, and he just hasn't done it in those moments. Um, and, and I don't know if and that's true. We have another one on the cl- on the team that is that player, and I don't know if you know we've been rumored with one that can take that band and come in. I know that Thiago Silva is an obvious option, but at 36, is he going to play week in and week out in the Premier League and be a club oh. captain? Is 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 a question I have. So, um, hopefully, one of the younger players can. Uh, Angola is obviously a, a, a great shout for a, a club captain, but hopefully one of the younger players can mold into that role in the next few years and, and, and take that responsibility. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the, the take on Angola being a captain, I think it's just too nice. You're too quiet. It'll yeah. be interesting. To, He's always like, smiling. Exactly. Could you imagine him, like someone getting taken out and him being like, uh, it's he right. just, Don't worry, just get up. Referee takes the card away. It'd be great. <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Travis, Aspi Uh Aspi's probably going to stay. I, I don't really see how he goes this summer. Um, his, he's going to still have a role in the squad, and it's been mentioned a few times now, but it's going to be probably a rotational role. Uh, with Chilwell coming in, uh, he's probably going to lock down that left flank at center back with Silva looking likely. Probably Zuma and Silva at center back. Maybe Aspi fills in, but I don't, I don't like him very well in a back two. I think it's a bad idea. And, I mean, that kind of just leaves him at, at kind of rotating in and out of, of the fullback positions and maybe just providing mentor and leadership from the bench um, and from the training ground. Um, but I, I don't think moving him on and trying to find a replacement should be a priority this window. Yeah, right on. And what's, what's your opinion on his captaincy in general? How do you, how do you rate his, him as a captain? Uh, uh, like a 1 out of 10 rating on a captain? Um, I'd probably Ooh, give him a, wow. uh, I, 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 Oh, sorry. I, I thought you said 1 out of 10. Sorry. Uh, no, a rating out of one out of ten, I'd give him probably a six and a half. Um, I, I don't think he's been a bad captain, but I don't think he's been great uh, either. It, it, it was mentioned earlier that he just doesn't really have that uh, commanding presence, it seems, to yell and, and kind of organize the team outside of yelling at the refs. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, and I mean, I hate to take that shot at him, but it just, you know, like I said, he's not a great captain, but he's not a bad captain. And I, I think that if with him moving into a rotational role, uh, if that's going to happen next year, there's going to have to be uh, a, a full-time captain. I don't think he's going to retain the captaincy from maybe, uh, you know, 20, 20 appearances in the league. We've been very spoiled with captains, though, as well. I, I don't think he's a particularly great captain at all, but... Uh, that we've definitely been spoiled by captains, haven't we? Remember at one point we had about five or six national captains. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The entire team was full of them, man. I've, now, I, yeah. I think he's a great vice captain. Like he yeah. would be great mm. for, uh, for a true leader, for him like to back up that leader with the, the younger squad players. I just don't think he's the guy that people need to look at as the club captain. He just has it because of longevity. And I don't know if that's necessarily great or not. Yeah. That's a very good point. Because um, if if we're not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, sorry, didn't he inherit it during the time Cahill was on the bench? On the okay. side. Yes. Because yeah. mm-hmm. Cahill was captain, right? And he just never played. So it was like, all right, we'll just give it to him. That's, yeah. yeah. That, exactly. Um, 
so during this, we, we kind of touched on Reese too, so I'm not going to really include him. Um, I'm, I'm going to go on to one of the most controversial players in the team, um, Antonio Rudiger. Um, I was, <laughs> I'll start with you, Travis, seeing as I had you last. Um, with the, I, I don't think moving Antonio Rudiger on is going to – I don't know how likely it is, but I, if if we're living in a perfect world, I, I would sell Rudiger and move on from him. Um the restart was just kind of what solidified that for me. It was so poor and a lot of mistakes, and it just seemed at times when you needed that, you know, that presence from Rudiger to step in and be the kind of the veteran player, he, he looked more like the rookie out there as opposed to Zuma or others. Um, I, I think it's time to move on from Rudiger because I think his contract is winding down, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, but I can't remember on that for sure. But it's, he's been here now for, what, the, since Conte's second season? Right. Yes. I, I if we can move him on now, um, I think that would be best. And but that would also require us to have somebody else coming in if we're going to move him on. Sure, that's a good point too. You know, you definitely don't want to be like be surplus and surplus in that probably critical position. Um, let's go, Mike Antonio Rudiger. Yeah, I, I don't see it, it being likely that he moves. But if if somebody wanted to, you know, take a bite, I I, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, e- either him or I'm sure we'll get to the other one. Uh, <laughs> somebody needs to go out of, out of the out of those center backs. But um, yeah, I'll say he's he's been fantastic as far as a recruiter, though. Oh, uh, Agent Rudiger is on point. Yeah, no, he 100 percent is, and 100 percent, 100 percent. No, but he uh, no, he's been he's been he's been great on that end, um, and you know he. You know, he put it out there too. I mean, he was pretty. You know, he did he did his own self reflection. So, I mean, you know, talk is cheap at this point. I'd love to see him improve. I'd love to see, you know, the other one improve too um, when we get around to talking to him. But you, one of them needs to go. Sure, Mob. I can tell you're itching to get at it. So, Antonio Rudy, go ahead, go ahead, my friend. I'm gonna pick out. I'm not sure who it was that said the last one that he acted like the rookie. Um, oh, that was me. He he just seemed like a lot of the mistakes he was making with the the missed tackles and especially the the one where he like collapsed to the ground and kind of just laid there as they scored right at uh, right pat. Was that the Liverpool Cup was match? That, was was that the same one that Tamori did against Ajax that nobody wants to mention? <laughs> oh, hey, we'll we'll get to Tamori later. But uh, I, I I just wanted to call up on the thing that you said. Uh, you said that. He was acting like the rookie as opposed to others. And you, you said Zuma and others, but only Zuma and Christensen have played. And I'm not having that Christensen was acting like a senior player. So I'm not sure what, unless you were talking about also the wing backs, possibly. But um, uh, anyway, I, I'm for keeping Rudiger. And I don't think, I mean, he hasn't really covered himself with glory, but we were conceding and shipping a lot of goals before he was back in the team. So we can't scapegoat him. Um, whilst he hasn't been a great player recently, I still believe he would be and, and will be great again in our team. Um, I think with uh, someone like Thiago Silva, I think the partnership would work well. That being said, we need to see improvements, of course. But um, for me, if you're just looking at the stats of early season, the goals were still going in. And this is why I said I think Kepa was the denominator, because whilst I do think there are bad, the, the, the defence is, is quite bad. We conceded a lot of goals at the beginning. We switched the partnerships up. We conceded a lot of goals in the middle. We switched the partnerships up and we conceded a lot of goals at the end. And uh, if we're talking about individual mistakes, they've all made them. 
Um, I mean, you know, that that FA Cup final one was, was Rudiger sliding in into no man's land. Oh, I, can't, really I can't forgive him for that. I cannot. Terrible. Terrible. And uh, that, that kind of mistake's been happening across the board uh, at the back. And I still think, obviously, another denominator is the weak midfield, which also we don't ever seem to talk about. Um, not not in this pod, but in general on, on football Twitter. Um, sure. But uh, I would say keep Rudiger, uh, and I would say mainly for the reason it's going to be good for Werner and Havertz to to kind of have a friend there, you know, as they kind of build up. Um, right. But also, I don't think he is the worst defender at a club, and I think very far from being it. No, fair enough. I mean, you make solid points there, to be honest. Um, Tyler, what's your, what's your thoughts on Antonio Rudiger? Uh, I say we keep him because there could be another German in the January window that we need to go after. Uh, oh, who's this? Definitely need Antonio's uh, uh, agent skills for that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I say we keep him. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with Marv. He's not the worst one of our defenders. Um, he, I, I feel like with the right partnership in the back, he could, uh, he could do a job. I don't think he's a starting type center back for us, but okay. he can definitely come in if there's an injury or a cup game and do a job if he's paired with the right personnel. Um, and, and the goalkeeper situation didn't help him, so anytime there's a mistake, uh, you know, you get scored on. If you watch him, he's definitely frustrated and upset that we've got scored on compared to Christensen, who just kind of puts his head down and walks away. So there is some sort of passion there that if he was paired with the right person, that could be beneficial to us moving forward but i say we keep him i don't think we sell him at least this window yeah <laughs> Fair enough, <sorry. laughs> everyone has a life from this life Corey, where are you going go for it yeah um he stays uh in my opinion i think to oh, sell him yeah i it's, it, i just think if we sell him to have to bring somebody else in also adding in like if silva comes as well i just feel like it's kind of unnecessary at the moment um we have other we have other glaring needs that need to be filled, like goalkeeper, for example, um, and adding another center back. I just I feel like we'd be adding too much or asking too much to do that as well. I think move him on. Maybe next window of his season this year isn't great as well, but I think um, maybe some more competition. Um, having someone like a leader like Silva and having maybe a solid partnership with someone maybe helps a little bit. I don't know whether or not he starts or not. I still think it's going to be Zuma who starts in one of the other spots. Um, I think he's been, he was good this year. I don't think he was great, but I think he was good. I think he was good enough. Um, but I think he probably starts next to Silva. if Silva does come. Um, but yeah, I think Rudiger stays. I think we probably sell him maybe the next year, the next year, or maybe the, or the year after that, I think just depending on how his age is and how he, how he regresses potentially with his, his skills and whatnot. All right. No, I can see that. I mean, I wasn't expecting you to say that, but fair enough. Um, while I've got you here, let's get into the other centre-back that half of us like, half of us just like. Christensen, go ahead, my friend. Nah, he sells. I'm sorry. He's got to go. I'm just, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. You, we, all, we all kind of mentioned it. He's, I, I, for me, I know that Carlito loves him, and for whatever strange reason he does, I, I get it. I mean, oh. I was his biggest fan. Um, when he was when he first came back to Chelsea from um, Borussia Mönchengladbach, but yeah, I I loved him. I thought he was gonna be the he was gonna be the next guy, but his mistakes are inexcusable. The brain farts he has middle uh, during the game, it, it just letting the easiest goals go by. I I can't. 
I mean, we slate Rudiger for it, but when we we also protect Christensen from it, I think some people do. And I think Paul does be, definitely do. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he needs to be held accountable probably for more of the mistakes than anybody else. Um, and he's he's I think it's I know it's a confidence issue, but at the same time at some point you have to rely on your football knowledge. And if you're not relying on that, then you might as well just sell them for whatever you can get them for. Yeah, I can see that. Um, definitely like a half of Chelsea Twitter seems to think Christensen's the next best thing ever. Cause yep. as, ever since then, you know, I think it was John Terry that came out and was like, all right, this guy's got something. And, you know, 20, put his arm around him. Yeah. That yeah, quote was back in 2014 that John Terry right. was in that. I mean, it's just, it was what, six <laughs> years ago or more. And we're yeah. still talking about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, Christensen, I, I don't know what it is. Ever since that, I don't say ever since, but it seems so. Like, ever since that mistake against Barcelona, he just yeah. haven't recovered. He's just been like, he's, he's regressed so much since that point. Um, you know, he's capable of giving you one good game out of every 10, as we saw against yeah. Manchester City. And I know Carlito's going to bring that up whenever he listens to this. He's going to bring up that game and be like, oh, this is what Christian can, Christensen can do, but I need it week in, week out. Um, yeah. Travis, go on, go ahead. Give me, give me your takes on Christensen. Yeah, um, I, I think you know if this is a perfect world, uh, I, I think Christensen is the one I move on ahead of Rudiger. Um, the only reason I kind of said move on from Rudiger is that if looking at it, just oh, you know, if it's going to be him or Christensen, it's one or the other. I don't know who the club is likely to prioritize, but I would prioritize moving on Christensen. Um, it, it, you kind of touched upon it since what 2017 now in that Barcelona match. It. it really seems like he has regressed. Uh, and there was a lot of promise there, and even Conte started to promote him as the as a younger player, as a starter. Um, but I, I, that really does seem like it was, he's gone downhill since, and, and he makes a lot of individual mistakes. Um, I, it seems like a lot of goals ultimately come down to him just kind of switching off uh, from his from man-marking or, or, or you know, just kind of looking around and checking the runners that are coming in behind him. There's a lot of just individual errors, and and I don't know if that's going to get sorted out at this point. Um, and I, I I was probably was like everybody else, you know, a couple of years ago, and thought he was going to be the next great thing. And we got, we have ten, center back sorted for ten years, but uh, it hasn't panned out that way. And you know, if somebody he might be easier to move on because of his age and. Uh, he might be more attractive as a transfer option for a club looking to bring in a center back. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, you know, his his value is probably, I don't say the highest, but it actually might be out of everyone if we're just considering the things you just said, you know, age and all that kind of good stuff. Um, Mike, Christensen, talk to him. Yeah, out of the, out of the two, I, I, I'd want him gone. Um, he's, just a, he's just a ball watcher. Um, right. And, uh, yeah, I mean... I'll uh, I'll debate this with with any any pro Christensen person ever, but yeah, I mean he's he's had his moments, but I mean there's a lot of players on this team that have had their moments too. What what I can't forgive is just you see it when those goals are conceded, he's just standing there, not yep. even making an attempt to 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 defend or or close anybody down or recover track you know backtrack or any of that stuff. So and yeah, I, I think. Out of the two, uh, I think Rudiger carries a little bit more more pull in my book because yeah, he he brought us Timo Werner and and Kai Havertz. Uh, so yeah, what, what 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 is what has Christensen done? But you know, um, had one you know, I mean, recently I should say, and and this is this is recency bias talking here, but he had a fantastic game against Man City. Uh, I you know all credit to him on that, but 
the the inconsistencies here are, are are just inexcusable when you're talking, you know, a starting back four for a big club. Yeah, no, he needs to be. You need to you need to perform week in week out at this level. Let's be real. Um, Tyler, my friend, Christensen. I think that we all wanted Christensen to be the first uh, graduate from the academy to come through. I mean, he had the good season at Mönchengladbach and came back, and we were all excited for him. And then, you know, he had the the struggles against Barcelona, and we all kind of put it up as, you know, he's a young player. He needs to go through the struggles. But then it's just been so consistent over the past two seasons that he's just not Chelsea quality. And I'm not saying that he's a terrible player, but he just isn't good enough for us at the moment. Um, Right on. You know, and at the same time, we're comparing him to, like, Gary Cahill, John Terry, uh, Carvalho, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of a slant, like, towards him because he's not those players. But he's just not good enough to play for us at the moment. And he'd be, I think he'd be better off at a smaller club, uh, you know, possibly back in Germany or in the Premier League. But I, I think we have to move on from him and just say, you know, we gave him a chance and it just didn't work out and we need to move forward with the next crew. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I can I, I definitely agree with that to be honest. Um of AC well, well, I'm on the keep. Uh, no, no, not a chance. Um, I think a, a lot of people have kind of said what I was quite surprised. I didn't expect to be hearing some of the stuff uh, because I see a lot of people liking him. Yet when we get onto the pod, everyone seems to be similar to what I'm saying. Um, I'm definitely on the sale wagon. Um, his mistakes, if you compare them to Rudiger's mistakes, I mean, Rudiger made, I mean, that slide was ridiculous, but, you know, Losing your man over and over and over and over again is just unacceptable. He does it in all the games. The game, the West Ham, when everyone was blaming Rudiger, where the fuck was he in that counterattack? Where the yeah, hell are he back, you lazy fucking shit? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> done with this player. I'm done with this player. He was never good. He, he, he turned up. Play. I mean, he did good for Much and Gladbach because we watched, you know, highlight reels on YouTube. No one watched him fucking play. Um, I watched like one game in the Champions League, and he, the same thing happened. But it was against Barcelona. So I thought, okay, cool. He'd probably be good. I wanted him to come back. I thought he'd be great. Um, and then, you know, he, he makes that that. Although I'm going to say that mistake that we talk about at Barcelona, I actually don't have that mistake as his. I mean, he's played the mm. ball. Yeah, okay. But Aspie flies in with a ridiculous tackle, which opens up all the space Messi scores. That could have been nullified. Um, so I'm not going to blame him for that. But in general, the player, I, I'm not sure who it was who said it just before me, but he's just he's not good enough to play at this club. And anyone deluding themselves thinking that he is needs a reality check, really. Uh, I, I get that academy bias. I get that. But he, he is not good enough to play for Chelsea, and he never will be. End. When was it that his uh, his dad came out and said that he was requesting like a, a transfer? Was that a few yep. years ago? I think yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Was in games was he at that time? Yeah, yeah. The, the moment he did that, I was I was sell him. If if a player doesn't want to play for us because they want more games, then they don't belong here. That's how I feel. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yep, spot on, spot on. And I can't remember who, and I'm I hate to dig into him, but. I can't remember who said it. It was something that Christensen needs to go to the bathroom before games because he gets nervous. I heard that. <laughs> Let's. I mean, that alone. I've I've heard that everything. too. Everything. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It definitely came out, and I think it was from a manager. And 
that alone was just like, oh god, you can't be getting nervous. Come on, like, I mean, I get it. But, sorry, go ahead. Whoever wanted to chime in, go ahead. No, I just said the club at that point, the club's too big for him. Yes, exactly. If you if you're getting nervous against going up against fucking Mar- Marcus Rashford, then come on. Uh, next, let's go on to Fikayo Tomori. Um, I think this one's gonna be easy. Um, oh. let's start with let's start with you, Mav. Go ahead. Tough, really, really tough. No, um, I think it's easy. Um, I, I, I'm torn between him going on loan in a prem, Premiership club to get sure. the fact that he's going to play every game and be allowed to make mistakes because there were games where he was absolutely fantastic in the early season. I was like, wow, he's playing really well. And then he had games like Ajax at home where I think, mm. wow, just wow, how could he be so bad? And, and I think that kind of inconsistency when you're trying to win the title, you just can't deal with um but no I, i'm really torn I, i'm gonna say I, i'm gonna say keep because i do believe okay. in him as a player i really like him i, I think he's really he's one of the players i really like um but i'm wondering if silver comes in i mean will they sell christensen or, or rudiger that's the thing right but i, I mean ideally christensen leaves the club silver right. comes in and tomori stays i mean I, I, if you're asking me now i say stay i say keep okay um, yeah, I, I think for me personally, I, I want a Premier League loan, like you said, just yeah. so he can play at this level, play 90 minutes week in, week out. Um, you know, he was Derby's player of the year, and I think that says something. I mean, I know the championship isn't to the standard, but it's physical. They play 40-plus games. Um, so give him a Premiership loan. I'm definitely not writing him off because he's got physical attributes that I think none of our other, other defenders have, just in terms of pure pace and stuff like that. Um, Corey, I'm going to come to you now. Yeah, I'm right with Marv. I'm kind of torn. I think um, if there's room for him to stay, I think he would stay. Um, but I think maybe what's best is a Premier League loan. I think um, I don't know how much game time he'll get if Silva comes in. I, I know that someone mentioned earlier that how we don't know how many games he's going to be playing at his age. But um, at the moment, I think if he at the moment you slot him in, he probably plays every game if he's healthy and he can do it. Um, I just don't know how much game time he'd be willing to see. So it's kind of tough for me. I feel kind of torn, but I'd probably be on the edge of going towards a loan, just thinking that with game time and stuff, I just think that'd be better suited for him at the moment. Okay, yeah, no, fair enough. I can see that. Uh, Mike? Uh, loan him. Um, and I say that because it's going to give him that experience. Um, he's going to have the opportunity to play every game. If he if he stays, um, he you know, we may be able to feature him in, in cup games, things like that. Um, I also, you know, it's worth mentioning if we're going to keep Aspie and even if we sell Christensen or Rudiger, Aspie could, you know, slot in to play, you know, center back and, and, and fill in at one of those places as well. Um, he's done it. I, I, if I'm memory serves, he's done it, you know, as well. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a, I mean, he's a guy, he's, he's very, I, you know, Aspie's very utilitarian. He, again, he does, what you need them to do um so yeah no i i would i would prefer a premier a premiership loan or you know wh- whoever wants to come in and, and take them and make sure that we can we don't have that ampadu type of you know experience Waste. where yeah he goes and doesn't play it, it, right. we have to make sure that that happens for sure um tyler uh i'm gonna sound like a a broken record here and, and say i'm torn as well because if we bring in Thiago Silva, obviously Tomore is the one that we want 
him to kind of uh, nurture and teach because he's the youngest of the center backs. But at the same time, he needs to, to play football week in and week out uh, and compete for a spot, which I don't know if he, he'll do that with us. Um, I, I feel like he needs to get loaned out. Um, and, you know, bringing Ampadu back kind of affects all that as well because he can play in those spots. Uh, so I feel like a Premier League loan would be good for Tamore um, and kind of go out and master, you know, his craft, playing week in and week out, competing with other professionals um, like he would do with us in the future. Yeah, sure, man. I think he definitely needs to play, play consistently for sure. Um, Travis? Uh, it, it's a pretty tough call on this one. Um, I, I have stuck by, I think, Tamori is probably the most underrated player we have in the squad, um, and I, I'll stand by that. I, but he is young, and I think if Silva comes in and there aren't any outgoings, then he's he's fifth choice in Lampard's pecking order. And, and if that's the case, he needs to go on loan. Um, I, I think that you know, Tyler mentioned it, that it would be great for him to, to stick around and have that mentor um, experience and leadership um, from Thiago Silva, but at the same time, if he's going to be fifth choice and really only featuring in in low, you know, maybe League Cup and lower round FA Cup matches, I don't think that's best for him at, at, at this stage in his career for his development. And I think it'd be good for him to move on, get that experience, hone his craft, um, and really kind of navigate the Premier League as a starting center back. Yeah, spot on. I, I, there's there's something to experience. I don't want him just sitting on the bench. I mean, I understand he's going to learn a lot from Thiago Silva when Thiago Silva comes in. Um, but just sitting on the bench, not playing, uh, it's not for me. Um, I feel like if, one, if sorry, well, sorry. I feel like if Thiago has a two-year deal, a loan this year for tomorrow it could be good. And then come okay. back next year. And, like, I mean, Thiago would be 37 at that point. He's not going to play week in and week out. And at yeah. that point, in his last year of the deal, he can mentor those younger players in his last year at the club, if if the whole Thiago Silva thing works out, but no, that makes sense. That, that doesn't that does make a lot of sense. You know, just learn his trade from one of the best, and then see what he can do at that point. No, I, I can see that for sure. Um, the next one we've got is obviously Kurt Happy Zuma. I still can't believe that's his middle name, Happy, which is <laughs> incredible. But um, I'm gonna start with let's see, Mav. Yeah, I mean, quite. A, I mean, it depends. Again, he's had a good season. I know that he wanted to go to Everton. You remember, like we always had, we were hearing that, like, and, and I was really on the Zuma selves for so long. Like when he's gone off on loan, I thought that was it uh, the first time, and he's really surprised me by having a good season. You know, I mean, a lot of people saying he's our best centre back. He's played well in a lot of games. Um, for me, I mean, at this point, I w- will have to just say keep because. We talked about it in the previous one about who could fetch the most money. I think we we should probably cash in on Christensen now before everybody else realizes he's a big fraud. And um, <laughs> like whereas Zuma, you know, he's won the league twice. You know, I know he didn't play in one of them, but um, I think that we lack a lot of experience, and I think that might be another reason to keep him. So for me, Zuma's a keep. Okay. No, yeah, I think definitely Zuma has to stay. I think. Uh, as of right now, I think Zuma's probably our best centre-back. That's just my take. Hey, Mike. Could... Mike, Mike, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad, guys. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I good. think he... No, I had it on mute there for a second. I think, yeah, absolutely, he stays. He was the most consistent uh, out of all the all the, the back four at all. 
Um, I couldn't imagine a world where he's not there. Um, he needs to be there. We need to make sure that he stays or we find somebody that's, you know, of equal value that can come in and, and, and play right away. But yeah, I think he was the most consistent in terms of how he, how he played. So yeah, absolutely. He needs to stay. No question Sorry. about it. Spot on. Travis? Uh, Kurt Zou is the best center back we have right now, in my opinion. Uh, he stays, no doubt. Um, I think he's going to be the starter with, if we don't, if we bring somebody in, I think he starts alongside uh, whoever that is. And if not, we'll, we'll still see Zuma rotating with, with Christensen, Rudiger, or Tomori. Yes. Spot on, spot on, spot on. Um, let's go, Corey. Yeah, I think he starts. Um, I think he stays. I think... Like I said before, I think he's the one who's going to partner next to Thiago Silva. I don't know. I had a discussion with um, Jester and Josh in our actual group chat, and we were talking about whether or not he speaks other languages. I know, obviously, from experience, I think he speaks, obviously, Portuguese. He's Brazilian. Um, But I I think he also must learn and know French. So I think um, on the knowledge standpoint, I think he would be best suited to sit next to Zuma, who also speaks fluent French. Um, I think they're the best partnership at the moment. I know that Rudiger has probably more experience, but I think Zuma starts, um, he had a solid year. Uh, not great, not good, like I said before. Um, but I think, like I said, he starts, I think we all agreed he starts. Um, maybe not Marv, obviously, but um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, <laughs> I think he I think he's, he stays. Right on. Um, Tyler? Uh, I think Zuma stays. Um, I mean, he was our best center back this year, but we compared him to shit and shittier. So it's, it's, it's not like he was like miles ahead of uh, you know everyone. But but he was our best center back, and and I really do feel like if he was paired with the right person next to him, that he he could be really good. Because when he was next to to Terry and Cahill uh, in the year we won the title under Jose, he he was good that year. Different and, player. Yeah, he, yeah, he was a different player because that was before the injury and everything. But right. you know, Jose was very high on him. He still is. And, you know, if he's paired with the right person, I don't know if Zuma is a leader, but, you know, next to Thiago Silva, he could be, uh, a, you know, a ball winner and a, and a good complimentary center back to a leader. But I just feel like we're still missing another center back from our, from our squad right now. Sure, and I don't no, we think- definitely. Sorry, go ahead. Whoever was going to try, man. Go ahead. No, the, I was just saying that I don't know who that other center back is that we're that we're missing. But I, I feel like we're, if if Christensen goes and Tiago comes in and Tamora goes on a loan and Rudiger stays, we're still missing someone for the future. And I, I don't know who that is. Yeah, no, I think I think what the rumors are. Well, I say rumors. The strongest link, and I think it's pretty evident just from what everyone's saying, is that Frank Lampard is in love with Declan Rice, and yeah. he wants <laughs> yeah. him to be that centre-back of the future. I guess it's just a question and not if, you know, West Ham are going to hold out for a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be this window. It could be next. Who knows? We'll get into the sales in a sec. Um, Let's go on to left-back. And it's it's a dire position for me. Um, Emerson, I'm going to straight up say he needs to go. He's probably going to get into anyway. Uh, Mike, I think that's easy. Yeah. Go, leave, bye. (laughs) Straight yeah. Up. Um, <laughs> Corey. Uh, yeah, just like Mike said, see you later, buddy. Nice <laughs> knowing you, but you're not good enough. Yeah, that's right. 
the thing is, I think this when Carlito here listens to this episode, he's gonna freak the fuck out because his favorite he likes Emerson. Oh. Two Emerson and Christian Emerson that actually got slated on this episode so far. <laughs> Are we talking about Emerson? Yes. A one hundred percent sell as fast as possible. <laughs> Tyler. Yeah, we, we need to sell him. His first few games, he looked decent, and then that was about it. He he needs to go. He's not Chelsea quality. Sure. Travis? Yeah, he, he needs to go. If there's anybody in Syria that still wants to buy him, we need to we need to snap their hand off for that deal. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Antonio Conte sees something in him, so he can have him for all like a, if he's even the manager at that point, which is yeah, if he's still there, we need yeah, to sell he, he needs <laughs> we the board on Tuesday. Yeah, Shit, we need to hurry up. That. Yeah, um, I'm with Jorginho, so we got to make sure the same thing don't happen again. Exactly. <laughs> um, Marcos Alonso. Um, I think he stays on my take just on the basis of depth. Um, but I'll start with Marv on that one. Um, I'm going to say yes to keeping uh, Alonso. I'm, I'm quite okay with him. I think he's a good backup player. He's a good competition player. You know, if it don't work out well with Chilwell, I think, you know. For me, I mean, he's unfairly maligned because probably he's slow on FIFA or whatever, but he's he's a decent player. I mean, he's not like the best in the world, but we were discussing in our group chat earlier how many good left-backs are actually in the Premier League right now? Because I can count four. And, and Alonso, you count Alonso, that's five. And there is no way in hell he's bad uh, as bad as uh, what we're seeing at Tottenham and, and even Man United, in my opinion. Both of them are shit. And... Uh, <laughs> Alonso is is okay. I mean, what else are you expecting from a rotational wing back? Um, he scores goals. He is an aerial threat. His free kicks are good. He's not bad one on one. I mean, he's not the best. Yeah, of course, one on one he gets isolated. Is not perfect, but there are many worse than him. I'd say keep for Marcus Alonso. Yeah, and the fact that he absolutely smashed Bellerin that couple of years ago and knocked him out. Uh, I, I love that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mike, Marcus Alonso. Yeah, we're keeping him. I mean, that's a specialist right there. Um, <laughs> I like no, I like him to you know a guy that that comes off the bench, you know, seventh or eighth guy on a basketball team that just knocks down threes. Um, that's that's <laughs> the dude. Yeah, the yeah, no, that's the guy that I want. I want. I want. I want him. Like he's yeah. And Marv hit it right on the head. That's he. He can score goals. I mean, yeah. I think one on one. I personally, I think he's a hippo on roller skates. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't trust him, but. I mean, I, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll have no problems with him being out there on the pitch, you know, compared to somebody like Emerson. For sure, Tyler, what are you thinking about Alonso, man? I say we keep him, and I'm gonna agree with Marv. I think he's a great competition player for whoever we bring in at left back, knowing that he's a Premier League winner at a different position, but he's still a Premier League winner, and he can score goals for us, and he's a good ball winner in the air, uh, and it's gonna apply pressure to whoever that player is day in and day out. If it is Chilwell and Chilwell has a spell like he did the second half of this season where his mind was kind of on Chelsea instead of Leicester, then you know knowing a player right behind you that could take your spot may kind of make the difference uh, you know, in a starting spot for, for Chilwell or not. So I'm all for keeping him and having him as a uh, competition player at that left-back spot. No doubt. Uh, Travis? Yeah, I think Alonzo is going to stay. I would keep him as a backup left back. Um, I know he's not the greatest defensive left back out there, but it's you know it's been touched on now. He he provides that offensive threat going forward, and um, if we ever for whatever reason I, I don't expect to see it very often, but if there is a back three 
um, due to injuries or emergency situations in the in the squad next season. Maybe we see a back three and can use him at wing back again because I mean there's not very many left wing backs better than Marcus Alonso, but there just are a lot of left backs better than Marcus Alonso um, across the world. But I, I think Mark hits a point. There aren't there aren't a, a, a there aren't many great like world class uh, left backs. There's kind of just this. I mean, names like Regulian or Tagliafico, kind of these unknown quantities um, uh, that we haven't seen a whole lot of, at least from a Chelsea perspective. Um, and if that's the competition that he goes up against, I don't really see the point to move him on. I would just keep him. We know what we have at this point with Alonso. Um, you know, and we, we maybe adjust tactics if he has to come in in a back four um, so we don't get overrun as easy and make him maybe – not push forward as much if 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 he or if he is someone is gonna have to cover him but I, I think he should stay in the squad i think he provides enough um especially as a backup option right on um marcus alonso should be second striker for me <laughs> he scores goals like he scores goals when you don't expect it and when you need them the most especially in big games i mean come on play him against tottenham he'll, he'll bang in a hat trick Corey. Yeah, he stays. We all agree. He stays. Uh, he's obviously second choice if Chilwell comes in. Um, I agree with you, actually. I've been saying second striker for a long time. I think for whatever <laughs> reason, he just scores goals. Um, I think that's probably the best position because it just seems like every time he plays at left back or left wing back, he's always near the box. So he just gets so far forward. I think strikers is obviously should be his best position. But, yeah, <laughs> um, he's. we know what we have with him. Um, you know what you get. You, granted, you know he sucks at defense, but you know he's gonna he's gonna try at least to score a goal at some point, and he's got a a world class free kick. I mean, not not many mm-hmm. guys hit a better free kick than that guy. Um, yeah, I think he stays. Obviously, yeah, very underrated at set pieces, mm-hmm. and I am so happy that we don't have to see William take free kicks anymore. I um, scored lots of them. Oh, come on, <laughs> he scored like. Three one season, and then everyone was like, "Oh, he's the best free kick taker of all time." And ninety percent of them were crosses. Let's be real. He's a good free kick. You can level a lot of things at William, but the free kick thing, not so so much. Nah, he's, he's good, but he's all right. Oh well, Let's he's up the pitch. Player. Oh, he can he can put them into Rosie and Arsenal now. Is all yeah, good. He's a scumbag now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jorginho, there's a lot of debate about this guy, man. There's. The J5, sorry, sexual hive that fucking love him. <laughs> There's the other side that can't stand him and think he's sorry, son. And then there's kind of like an in-between when they think he's all right. And, you know, so on and so forth. Um, Marv, Jorginho. Tough decision um, for, for me because, um, I mean, we're talking a bit about it. And, uh, you know, there's the sorry. I, I was very much against the sorry clan. Um, but then again, I, and again, people were surprised by it. But I was, I was on the side of him staying once we won the Europa League. And uh, I had an affection towards Jorginho for all of the abuse he got early on, which is not on for any player. I mean, and even that, that being said, you know, I don't like Christensen. But it, when I'm watching him play, I'm not going to cheer against a player. And and the same goes here for for someone like Jorginho. I, I think Jorginho's okay. I mean, he just doesn't fit the system. And, and for that reason, he has to be sold. Um, and whilst we still could, oh, I think we could get good money from Jorginho. I mean, there are teams in Italy that need someone like that, that are going to transform their team and hopefully going to have an impact like we expected. 
Um, for me, he's not a player I'd like to keep, though. I mean, I would sell. I mean, I would definitely sell. Yeah, for me, it's the same as you. Um, he's just, he's a great, he's a great man, I think, in terms of mentality and that kind of stuff. But he just doesn't seem to fit in what we're trying to do. Um, so I sell too. Um, Tyler, how do you feel? How do you feel about Jorginho? Uh, I mean, I I was a fan of Jorginho. I mean, early in the season, he had some some great assists to to link up with Abraham. Um, sure. After the restart, he he said he wanted to. Um, you know, he's a model professional. He didn't know why Frank wasn't playing him, but he was still gonna you know train and compete. And when he got his chance, he came in and did exactly what he he's done. Um, he wanted to stay after Sorry left, and you know not be a, a Sorry follower. But yeah. I I think he just doesn't fit the system. Uh, with what we're doing moving forward, and, and with that, he has to be sold. And and honestly, I think that him, I think he's gonna. We should offer him to Barcelona if their rebuilds going on over there, and he wants to play as a you know a technical midfielder where he can make a bunch of decisions and with under with no pressure. I I think we offer him to Barca and, and whatever they want to pay for him, we accept it and just kind of move him on. The Barca one makes sense, but they they're stupid and they just bought Pjanic. <laughs> Yeah, and they sold Arthur, who's like ten yeah. years younger. I so think that... they uh, for amortization, though, right? I, I don't think they actually. Yeah, did. but it was yeah. you know the the numbers aside, it, the logic just doesn't make sense. I mean, you're yeah. why are you doing that? I mean, it's like selling. I mean, I can't even make a comparison, but it's just ridiculous. Oh, uh, like, like, yeah. All that could change though after their eight to two thrashing and Barca's camp <laughs> as unrest right now. They got a lot of problems. They do. They and Messi's coming to Chelsea, if you saw my tweet. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> done. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the liquidator. Walali, bro. Walali, or whatever it is. <laughs> Walali, bro. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Anyway, moving on. Um, Travis, <laughs> Jorginho. Jorginho, I, you know, I, I don't dislike the player. I think if you're going to build your system around him and run run him in field with uh, sort of a traditional Regista role with more what you see in Serie A, then he's going to be a great player for you. But given where where we are and where Frank's system seems to be, he, he's just a square peg in a round hole. It, it just doesn't work at this point. Um, and I don't think it's going to be good for player or really club uh, to have him come on in, in the last 30 minutes just to control the tempo of games and see how it wins. I don't think Jorginho in the prime of his career is going to be happy for that. So I think for both player and club's sake, they need to just go ahead and move on um, and let him go elsewhere. And I think he'll still be able to command a reasonable fee. We paid £55 million pounds for him, I think, is around what I remember seeing. So if, I, I yep. still think even in COVID finances, He's in the prime of his career. He is a luxury player, but there, I mean, Bar, like somebody just mentioned Barcelona, that'd be a great place for him to go. Um, you know, but they, you know, they're, they're with Miro Mjanic. I don't know really where their board is going and what they're doing, but there's someone out there who's still going to pay maybe 40 million for him. And if we can get that great, uh, I would take that and move on and, and put those funds maybe towards next, the next window or other options. This window, if, if we're, if the board has enough room left to do that. Yeah, very well said. Um, Corey, I'm going to have you go Jorginho and Kante back to back. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, for Jorginho, I have a soft spot for him because I just love his mentality. Um, but like we've all agreed, the system doesn't fit. I think if he doesn't get sold, I think 
he has a part to play. We saw him uh, in one game, I think, after the restart, that we really need someone to come out and control the game a little bit, come on, someone who can control the ball in the midfield a little bit and pass it around, make it a little bit more comfortable, and he did that very well. I think defensively he's awful. I don't think he, <laughs> he offers anything defensively. Um, and I, I don't know if that's just – I think that's just like his play. Like his play isn't meant to – to, to help the back line. I think he's meant to facilitate the ball going forward rather than to help defensively. Um, I think he tries. It's just the physicality yeah. of it. He just doesn't have it. He's yeah, so frail. He, yeah, I think he, I think I agree. But um, yeah, if you can sell him and get money off him, I, I'm okay with that. But if he, if you can't and you have to hold on to him this year uh, with midfield depth issues, don't know what Ruben Loftus Chiefs look, RLC looks like. Don't know what everybody else is going to be looking like fit wise. Obviously Gilmore's out. So, um, I think he'll probably stay for depth reasons. I don't know how much he plays, but, um, and then I'll go to the Conte thing. He stays, obviously. Um, I have some concerns about, uh, injury wise. I know he's going to be 30 or he is 30. Um, I'm a little nervous about injuries. I know that this year wasn't his, another following year with the sorry year. He was also hurt quite a bit. Um, it concerns me. I have some doubts about it if a hundred million dollar bid came in for him i'd sell um mm. that's personally me i think that for his age and the injury concerns i would sell but if he's fit and he plays and he's good he stays and he plays every game if he can i just don't know how well he does it at 30 and the way he's been playing lately and his injury risk i just can't i don't know no that's fair i think i'm, I'm on the same page when it comes to Kante. i think with him if we got a massive offer, I would be like, all right, you know what, let's just do it. Because this is probably, if we're honest, this is probably the last year, or maybe next year, perhaps, is the last time we can cash in. Um, yeah. Because he's still world-class, there's no doubt. And, you know, he seems to be getting on in terms of yeah. just injuries and stuff like that. Maybe it's a fluke, you know, because he came into this season injured from last season. I mean, I say the season prior. So that he may be able to shake those shake those now. Um, yeah. But, but, Mike, what do you think about Angola? No, he stays unless, yeah, like Corey said, absolutely, 100, 100 million bid or more. Uh, that's the only way I would fathom selling that game. He's our only world-class player at this point. Um, there's, yeah, there's no way that I would, fa- I, I couldn't consider selling it for anything less than that. And, yeah, I, I think he needs to stay because he, he's our best midfielder, period, um, when healthy. And I, I hope that the it's I hope he's not you know I hope it's not an injury prone career for him. I hope next season we get to see like a full healthy Conte and Pulisic for that matter. But um, yeah, if if something something comes up and they somebody makes an offer we can't refuse, and I have no problems doing business. Fair enough, Travis. How do you think about Angola? Conte stays. I think he's our world class player in the squad. Um, I don't see a, a situation where he's going to be sold this summer with, with the financial implications from, from the pandemic and all of that. I think it would take a, a substantial sum for Chelsea to be willing to sell at this point. And I don't know if there's going to be a club that would offer that uh, this summer, given those those uh, circumstances with the finances. So I, I, every player has their price. Uh, you know, if like they said, if, if there's a hundred million uh, pound offer or something that comes in, yeah, I, I think you're going to go ahead and really have internal discussions to, to sell. But I don't see any of that happening this window. 
Um, and I think that the the plan going forward seems to be that Conte will be that center defensive mid that's starting with those two center mids uh, in front of him. I think that's what we're going to see. But the injury concern is is, is relevant. Um, and it may be that to get around that, he's, his game management is better uh, than what it was with, with Conte um, during the restart where, you know, he's playing, what, four or five games in 20 days and gets injured. Um, right. So that, that can't happen again. And, and we've seen this too many too many times now, even since when Sari was here, that, that Conte is continually getting hurt. So there has to be a better a better way to manage him, um, but still use him in the squad. So I, I still keep uh, him in this squad this season, and I, I think he's going to have a huge role. For sure. Uh, Marv, I know you um, like him. We cannot entertain selling our best player. You know, we don't sell world-class players. Um, and we go back to the point we were just about to talk about, you know, with, with Thiago Silva. Players don't randomly become bad. And, and we're talking about that injury. You know, yeah, we, he had that at the beginning of the season. It's, you know, it's a risk. OK, but no one's offering 100 million at this point anyway. And I think if he comes back next season without any of those injuries and plays like the Kante, you know, we know, then people are going to offer way more than that for him anyway. Um, the, the thing is, you just cannot sell world-class players, especially when you don't have other world-class players. You know, it's not like we're trading him for Mbappe or, or, you know, we're trading him on a hope that Kai Havertz is this magic player everyone thinks he is. And I hope he will be. But, um, you know, we cannot sell a world-class player at this stage, it's, especially when he's the only one we have. There's no way. Do you entertain it? Say hypothetically someone came in. Real Madrid, I'm just giving hypothetical. Okay. They came Thank in you. and they said, okay, 100 million pounds. Right. Leader. What do you do? It depends what we line up as a replacement. I, I it felt would be Declan Rice, wouldn't it? It would be Declan well, Rice. I love Declan Rice. Reese James. I fell <laughs> I fell oh, for, seriously. I fell for that shit before with Ian Robin. When Robin was sold, I was so excited about Daniel Alves and then we ended up with Giuliano Bletti. And fair play, he was good for us. But <laughs> I remember that. There's no selling of world-class players unless world-class players are already being lined up to be brought in. And to replace Kante... This is two players in one. This is previously the best defensive, well, not defensive. Let's let's scrap the DM discussion. The best, one of the best midfielders off the ball you're gonna ever see. Uh, yep. Live, he's even better, even better. Uh, I mean, some of you probably already been anyway, but I, you cannot sell him. I, I I will not entertain this. No, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Uh, who said who said Reese real quick? Me. Who did he say? Yeah, I did. Reese. DM. Yeah, Reese's DM. I know he played it at weekend when he won. Uh, um, yeah, and he won Player of the Year that year in the championship playing DM. So I think he could really start at the six if if you desperately didn't get Rice, say this winter or the winter, and say Conte goes down and you don't have Gilmore, Jorginho, and I don't think you play Kovacic at the six. No offense, but I think Reese would be the perfect person to slot in at, D- at CDM, and you still can play Aspi at right back. That's a fair shout. I mean, he's, he was unreal. Just I, shout. I'm just saying, I know Frank likes versatility with players, but he's one of the more versatile ones we have. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Tyler, I don't think I've gone to you yet on, on your Angolo Kante. Uh, it, it's tough because, you know, he is our only world-class player. And if we want to get back to the Chelsea that, you know, we have been, you know, in the previous years of winning league titles and competing for Champions League titles, we don't sell our world-class players. And... You know, the, the part that's difficult is 
if he's always injured and he's always, you know, we're always rushing him back for the next game and that's just a higher risk for injury, is he really fit for us at that point? Does he fit in if he's playing games, you know, 60, 70, 80%, you know, because he's coming off injuries? And at that point, is it best to move him on or is it best to keep him? I think we keep him uh, for this year. I wasn't a big fan of him playing against Bayern Munich. I, I didn't think we were going to come through that. And I thought having him, you know, set that game and get some extra rest going into next season would be better for him. But, I mean, he was he was decent in the game. He played well. But I, I think we keep him. And if an, if an offer comes in, I mean, this offer has to be ridiculous for us to right. entertain right now in the pandemic. But if you don't does play well and an offer comes in in January, you know, from France, you know, because people don't follow the financial fair play rule, then I think we have to take it at that point. Um, but it, it does it does matter who comes in and plays behind him as long as that player fits the system, then I'm, I'm all for it. But right now, we, we can't afford to sell our world-class players right now. Yeah, spot on, spot on. Um, right, let's go with Ross the Dross Barkley, um, Mr. Purple Patch. Some people actually like him in this fan base and think that he has got a shout on the Frank Lampard. I don't see it. But, Marv, what do you think about Ross Barkley, my friend? 100% sell. Another player <laughs> that is... We filled up our squad, unfortunately, in the recent times with too much average. Now, I like that he puts in the effort and he has his, you know, one game in 10, he looks good, and then, you know, that's a resurgence. But we need to consider now we're trying to be a world-class level club again. And players like Ross Barkley do not cut it for Chelsea, unfortunately. Um, must be sold. Okay. Mikey, Mike. Adios, mofo. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, asshole's the reason why we had to play Bayern. Um, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, no. Uh, no. Marv, again, bang on here with this. Um, to use some British lingo. I think he, uh, yeah, he, he's average. He has his moments, but... Again, that he doesn't play to that level of consistency that we we are we we should require as a big club as a team that should be vying for a Premier League title in either this year or the next. Right, and on top of that, he's wearing number eight, and Lampard wears number eight, and nope. Yeah, in, in in the immortal words of Gordon Ramsay, get out. <laughs> Corey, what's about this? Yeah, I think when we bought him, uh, I think we were hoping to see the more of the Everton Ross Barkley that we all were. Whoa, this is the player of the next English, great English midfielder. Um, but he wasn't. And he hasn't been. I think moving on from him would be better. Like Marv said, honestly, great point by Marv. Uh, we're trying to be a world-class team here, and you don't keep average players in it. So um, sell them as much as you can get for them. Okay. Tyler? Yeah, he needs to move on. Uh, I mean, all he's doing right now is taking time away from Ruben Loftus-Cheek and other more promising yes. midfielders. And if if he stays, he's going to be – and if we do sign Kai Havertz, he's going to be stuck behind Havertz and Ruben Loftus-Cheek and it, it's and Kovacek. It, it's just he needs to move on. Ron, Travis. Yeah, uh, Ross Barkley needs to go. I, I think that he, he he's kind of had his role in the club. He's had his, you know, five-game purple patch – where he plays preseason form and then he goes back to Ross Barkley's regular form uh, for the rest of the season. Um, when, and that's just well, all that it really is is a squad player. He's going to come in, grab a couple goals. Um, I mean, he, he, I'm not going to discredit everything he did. He did score some big goals for us, 
Uh, specifically, I'm thinking the uh, at home to Man United to equalize two two um, with right. under Sari. I remember that game was we had a yeah. you know, it was very influential. Ninety sixth minute, or whatever it was. Yeah, just at the death, he he, he got us a point. Um, but it, you know, I think that's the thing is that Barkley at this stage in his career, he's he's no longer just a an up and coming exciting prospect. He's not a younger player. He's 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 at the point where he needs to be playing regular minutes, and I think that's where he's probably at in his career. So the the truth is, he was bought on the cheap by the club. Um, he he served his purpose. He's been a squad player. He's he's brought a couple of points to the club here and there. But now it's time to sell him off for a profit, and I think that was what the club was always envisioning when they bought him. Yeah, that's true. It was definitely a business purchase, in my opinion. Fifteen million was at the time was unreal. Oh, yeah. For a young, uh, still kind of promising uh, English player like that, it was a really cheap price. Didn't we buy him injured? Yeah. 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 There you that go. was the year we bought everyone fucking injured. We bought Bakayoko injured. We bought Bakayoko, like, Russ Barkley, Costa, all of them. Oh, my God. Unreal. Unreal. Like, I'm just, oh, it makes my blood boil. <laughs> um, Kovacic, Tyler. I-, I think we keep him. He was our player of the year, in my opinion. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, we keep him. I mean, that's probably the – out of all the players in our squad, he's probably the, the easiest and the quickest. We keep him. Okay. Mark? Um, wait, who, who is this? Sorry? Kova. Kovacic. Oh, well, obviously, we, we've got to keep Kovacic. He just had a really up season, right? I mean, unless somebody comes in with 100 million, because apparently that's what we've got to consider with any good player. Um, no, no, um, for, you, you can't sell him at this point, can you? I mean, he had a great season. He, a lot of people's player in a season. Um, I think with a stronger midfield, you know, a DM and, and, you know, Harvard's hopefully coming in, I think he could actually prosper even more. I think right. he's one of those players that prospers even more in a better team than he does in the team we had this season. So I think he could actually be even better next season. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Mike? Yeah, we keep him. Um, we, we need somebody like that. Um, he had a fantastic season. I think he was player of the year. Um, yeah, there's no reason why we would entertain letting him go unless, of course, that yeah, that somebody shows up with the Brinks truck. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Travis. Yeah, you keep Kovacic. Uh, he's the player of the season, most likely. Um, he seems to be most people's favorite for player of the year. Um, I think he had a phenomenal season under Frank. You know, he he showed a lot. He I, he showed a lot of improvement from Sari to Frank from one season to the next. And he's like, you know, what back when in the summer when we bought him last year, there was a lot of fan talk. This is way too much money, forty million for a player who doesn't do nearly enough. But we really saw a lot under Frank, you know, how much he does. It's not on the stat sheet. And I, I think his, his ability just to beat the press and link defense to midfield and, but in, is very uh, useful for the club. And especially if he's going to have be sitting next or just slightly uh, um, in front of and next to Conte, along with probably also Havertz. I, I think that's a, a hell of a midfield. And I mean, I'm really excited to see that. And you've got to keep Kovacic. Yeah, man. Um, Corey. Yeah, he he stays, keeps on. Um, like everyone said, he's probably Chelsea's player of the year. I think so as well. Um, incredible season. Um, you could see why we paid forty million for him when we bought him uh, this year, or would have been last year. Um, I I liked the loan when we first did it. I thought he was going to be something special to watch. I know his first season was lackluster a little bit, but 
this year he's really showed a bright spark, and I like what he does for the team. I like the shout for the two, the two midfield of Conte and Kovacic with Havertzen at a at a ten. I think that's pretty. Uh, that looks pretty tasty to me on my side. So you want to flip two three one for next year? Uh, if you, if we need to, I know that everyone wants to run the uh, the four three three, but if you need a situation like that and you need to play a a, a two a two DM and have Havertz at a ten, I I'm open to that too. That that sounds pretty great to me. Yeah, no, I like the sound of that. Um, yep. Next, we're gonna go on to the most unfortunate player, in my opinion. Ruben loves this cheek. I mean, I absolutely love Ruben. I've got a secret man crush on the guy. Um, he's he's got so much talent. The only thing that scares me is this constant injuries, man. I I think if I hate to say this, but if next season he doesn't play like I don't want to say substantial, but he doesn't play a lot and keeps getting niggles, it might be time for us to sell. Um, Mike, what do you think about Ruben? Yeah, I, I think you, you keep him on the 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 chance that he, he bounces back from that injury. I mean it, it was such a devastating injury, you know, for one. Um and it, I'm sure that it, it's it's in the back of his mind. I couldn't imagine having something like that as a as a professional athlete. And then you know you going back out there and trying to play at full speed again. That's that's ridiculous. I couldn't couldn't. And and that's the other piece to this thing too. I mean, our our fan base is obviously um, at times unrealistic and and rabid and you know fanatical. But uh, yeah, we 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 should keep him. Um, and the, the, this should be a, a no brainer. But you're you're absolutely correct if. If something's up and he may be damaged goods from that injury or something like that, and he just doesn't play up to the level that we expect him to be, then maybe maybe um, maybe selling is not a bad idea after the season. Yeah, right. Um, Tyler, how do you think about Ruben? Ruben's in a tough situation because obviously right now he's behind Mason Mount and Kovacek in the in the midfield, and then you bring in the possibility of Kai Havertz, and it, it's kind of where does where does he fit in? Right. Uh, I think after the restart, it was very, very strange that Frank decided to play him on the left wing uh, right off the, the bat from the restart. Oh, yeah. Which, oh, yeah. I remember. Which may have been like a, a, that seemed like something that Jose would do. Didn't Jose play him a forward all the time? And it, it he just doesn't fit in um, in that midfield three. But if he's healthy, he's, you know, if he's healthy, he's probably one of our best three. But Oh, no doubt. It's it, we just have to keep him healthy or keep him healthy. It's very similar to the the Nagolo Conte. If he's always injured, is it best to move him on? Uh, if he's healthy, you know, obviously he he beats out this other player and plays. I think he stays, but he at this point in his career, I think he's he's past a loan move. He, he needs oh. to fight, compete, and if he if he wins the job, he wins the job. If he can't win the job consistently and hold it down, I think we need to move him on. But I definitely think he stays for right now. Yeah, sure, sure. Travis. Yeah, I think you guys have all kind of touched upon it at this point. I mean, Loftus Cheek is in a tough spot. I I really like the player. He's when he's on the field and he's and he's on his day, he's pretty much unstoppable. I mean, you can go back to some of those Europa League games or some of those uh, like cameo appearances he's had in the past, where he comes on and makes a big difference um, in the game or scores the goals or assists. But yeah, I, I think he's got to show this season. A, the biggest thing is just don't get injured. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that he has to show. If he, and I, I keep him in the squad without a doubt. Um, but I, I think that's what the big concern is. It, how durable is he? Is he damaged goods at this point? 
And and where is he best going to fit in within this system that Frank seems to be wanting to play with this kind of number six DM and, you know, two sort of box to box or more slightly more attacking mids as well. Um, I don't know where he quite fits in and, you know, playing him on the wing was strange. We haven't really seen that since maybe a few times on loan at Crystal Palace. And when Jose tried to convert him to a striker um, in like 2014, 2015, when we won the title, Uh, I I, I think he stays in the squad, but I agree. I think Marv uh, may have touched upon it too. If, If he doesn't, if he doesn't show this season that this is, uh, something that he is up to and he can stay injury free and and that he can come in and, and maybe even start, then I think we probably have to start considering, you know, moving him on for both his sake and the clubs just for revenue. Um, but I, I, I don't want to see that happen. I, I for everything, I hope Loftus Cheek succeeds. Yeah, I agree. I think, I, like I said, uh, Ruben's one of my favorite players just, you know, from the academy coming up. He was one of the first to break through, you know, the Palace loan and stuff. Um, Marv, I don't think I've come to you on this yet. No, and it's uh, quite an interesting thing because somebody had a really good take on this uh, recently saying that he needs to stay f- uh, fit. And, and, you know, somebody said, I think it might have been Miz that said it's make or break season. And I was like, what how, What? What are you talking about? Like, the, you know, it's, it's amazing. And um, then we discuss it further and these injuries of, you know, we do have to consider that. I think it was you that just said it. I'm going to say keep, obviously. I think I think when fit, he's an absolutely incredible footballer. And I think his ceiling is unbelievable. Um, the strength has to glide by players. The way he shuffles his body into challenges to, to take the ball away. I love it. He scores goals. We just need to keep him fit. This season is a very serious one coming up because if he has those niggling injuries again, will he be okay just being one of those random youth squad players that are fit every now and then? I don't want that to be his legacy. I want him to play and I want him to be great like I believed he was going to be. And I still do believe it. Um, So I'm going to say keep, obviously. I think, you know, we can't just ship him off. Um, But yeah, the injury thing is a concern. No, Ruben really reminds me of the midfield that we had at one point with we had SEM, Balak, and Lampard. He's like a big physical player in the middle of the field, which I don't think we have if he's not in that team. Uh, no, sure, we do not. We don't. Just uh, in terms of height and physicality, we don't, I think. And I, I think he needs to stay healthy just to provide that option because if you have a midfield three of Kovacek, Kante, and Havertz or Mount, there's really not that physicality you know, the physical strength in that, in that three. That's a very good point. Corey, Ruben. Yeah. Uh, I remember that day, uh, in new England yeah, on the pitch. There. I were there. I was there watching him go down. I could have cried tears. I didn't cause I'm a man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, he stays. I, I, all the points were great. Uh, even on mute, I'm just thinking to myself, everyone making great points. This is a make-or-break season for Ruben. As much as I don't want it to be, if he gets another serious injury or a moderate injury enough, I, I just don't see where he fits in after because you're going to see the players like Mount, Havertz, all progressing, and he's still at a level where he's not going to pro- progress because he's still getting constantly hurt. And for me, I don't want that because I thought he was going to be the next great Chelsea midfielder. The size, the power, the pace, the everything he's got. He's got all the all the skills. And it's just every year it's another injury and it's another injury after that. And as sad as it is, I don't want to see him go. But 
if this year it doesn't work out for him, you got to sell him for some money, some profit. And and unfortunately, as this move on from him, I don't want to, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing about Ruben. He yep. just can't seem to shake him. Yep. Um, next, we're going to go on to Money Mace. Um, is so extremely controversial on football tour, as we know. Well, half the fan base thinks he doesn't do anything. Half the fan base thinks he's incredible. Um, for me, he's he's class. You know, you can see how bad we are without him. Uh, Mav, what do you think? Um, about Oh, I, I really like Mount. I think he's, um, I'm, I don't know what people were really expecting, but I think he's exceeded it. Um, and I'm not that easygoing on the young players that often. I, I think some of them definitely haven't shown enough. But he, like, I don't get the hater. I mean, I do get in some cases because they don't want to give Alex a win. Um, but, I mean, he's... You think that's really it? I think it's the reason for a lot of online fan, yeah, because he seems to represent what a lot of, like, People are saying, yeah, he's got to play and all this stuff. But I think he's been really good and he's a definite keep for me. Um, even if he doesn't play, he's going to push the other players, isn't he? Because his, his work ethic is fantastic. He scores some goals. He gets in and amongst it all the time. And you can tell he really cares. For me, that does count. The, 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 someone that cares is going to pl- give you that extra 20%. And a lot of people make fun of passion or whatever on Twitter and, and everything. But it's important. It's important. You, you need those players. I've seen players without passion. Um, and they just stroll around the pitch, not naming any names. Player I don't like. And, and uh, there is a player... Say it, say it, say it. This is an open podcast. players because I don't want to get into the debate. But I, I don't rate and I never rated Fabregas for the same thing okay. Um, but we're talking for me Mount is that player he gets in all the time and he has to I, I can't imagine anyone saying anything but keep surely I can't imagine it yeah I doubt I think we're all aligned but I'll go through everyone um, Mike yeah keep him um, he's he's been he's been great um, he's exceeded my expectations I think coming into this thing here he was he was a guy that I think there was a lot of questions of whether or not he was going to be able to perform and man he was he was pretty damn consistent um, on the on the positive side of things uh, for the you know for for this season. So yeah, absolutely keep him. I think there's a there's a lot to build on here with him. For sure, Tyler, what do you think about Money Mace? I, I say we keep him. If if it wasn't for Kovacek, you know, being the you know as consistent as he was throughout the season, Mason would be our, our player of the year. Uh, I watched him a little bit at Derby last year. And, you know, when I watched him last year, I was excited, you know, having him come back in and compete. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he's he's playing week in and week out. And he, like Marv said, he exceeded all of my expectations I had of him. And, I mean, it's an obvious choice that we keep him. I don't know if he gets in the team week in and week out with Havertz and, and, and Kovacek. But I, I think he's going to push those two because he's not going to be happy being on the bench. Um, and he's going to push him. It's only going to make those other two better. Um, so I, I say we keep him. I mean, it's an obvious choice. Absolutely, uh, Corey. Yep, he's uh, he's a definite keep. Um, he, like Tyler just said before me, he if it wasn't for Kovacic, he'd be my player of the year. If you know, obviously Kovacic having the consistent year he had. Um, I also think next year he starts next to Havertz if Havertz comes in the other eight spot with Conte oh. in the six. Um, I've said that on the pod before. Um, oh. I think. He is the person I think he honestly, I think out of all the Chelsea youth players, I, I know they all care about it, but I think Mason really 
really loves this club to the death. I mean, like yeah. you saw the quotes a couple years ago about how he wanted to be the first or the second youth player to really break through the club like JT did. Um, you could tell he loves the club, loves the passion. He has the passion, like Mar said. Um, he He's the player that when I watch him on the pitch and when he's on his day, he is unstoppable. I mean, the guy really has an engine. Um, he scores. I know he's Lampard's son to 98% of <laughs> the angry football Twitter about him, but he's one of my favorite players watching him uh, put on a Chelsea jersey and run the pitch like he does. He's definitely a stay for me. Agent Mount, he's going to get his rice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sure, exactly. sure. Travis. Yeah, Mason Mount's a definite keep. Uh, you have to keep him in the squad. And I, I, I don't know what his role will be going forward next year. I don't know how things are going to turn out with him and all the competition. But, the, I mean, it stands. I mean, in his first year, I thought sort of going into this, that the hype around him was a little, a little too much, maybe a little bit too overhyped. I, I thought the expectations for some, from some of that hype were a little bit too much. So he he far exceeded my expectations. I mean, seven goals, five assists in the Premier League. Uh, you know, he had uh, 1.4 key passes per game, 86% pass percentage. I mean, the guy had a phenomenal year in his first season. And, and it was touched upon with Marv. He really does have – he seems to have a lot of passion for Chelsea Football Club. And what he does off the stat sheet, too, with that continual pressing. Um, and I know, like, football Twitter kind of – looks down upon it and kind of just says, you know, he just runs around. That's all. That's what his role is. But yeah, yeah, the the thing is, yeah, he might run around and cause that press, but it's been effective for other systems. And you look to see like for Klopp's system, it it does the same thing in many ways and it's been highly effective. So although it might not be the most glamorous way that he plays, it's highly effective for the system and he's going to stay in some capacity, whether that's starting or rotationally uh, coming in as a key player I, I think he stays, and he has he has to stay. I, I don't see any, any scenario where he leaves. I mean, pressing is a skill as well. I mean, take it for somebody yes. that does it in their teams. Um, you've always got to know when to press the angle to cut off. It's not just a brute play. Some no. people do do it like that, but you, you know, there's so much technique that goes into a press. I mean, you're gonna pr- you can press corners, you can press front way, you can wait for the ball deliberately, press the ball onto the second ball. There's so many things you can do with it, and it's hard to execute perfectly well. So uh, I, I think we need to start seeing it as a skill as well, because the best teams in the world press well. That's Completely fine. agreed. Hold on. Um, the next we're gonna go to Cho, the chosen one, or as some like to say anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hit the controversial take here. I, I'm not actually bothered if we sold him. Um, I'm going to say loan um, because obviously there is a good player in there. I'm not going to like be that harsh. Um, but I think that he's... I, I still don't like that he handed in that transfer request. Haven't forgotten about it. Was willing to look past it if this season he would have delivered on the money he's asked for. He hasn't. Um, in my opinion, he's been dreadful. Every He's barely played well, in my opinion. Um, he started well in the last game against Bayern, but then went back to trying to roll players one-on-one and failing at the end. Um, I'm not happy with his, what he's given um, at all, in fact. Um, if somebody came in with a bid of 40 million something, I would probably take it. Um, I, I kind of regret that we didn't sell him to Bayern now. Um, but I'm going to say loan because I think that when he... If you know he's going to get back, hopefully what we saw when he first played and had his debut and everything. Um, if he's playing all season for a prem team, I think then we could see the you know Hudson Odoi get back to his best again. 
I know. Well, I'll say that it's early. He's really young. I'm not writing him off as a player. I think he could be a good player, but I think people jump the gun with these young players sometimes, saying they're going to be, going to be this, going to be this. Not every young player develops, and that's something we need to have that conversation more. For me, it's a loan. Let's say somewhere like well, we talked about it a bit before, but somewhere where he's going to play and he's going to play his football, and see what happens after that year. But I don't think keep. <laughs> should be the way to go honestly but we'll see yeah no so for your development alone i, I can see that it makes a lot of sense in many ways um tyler what do you think about Joe? uh I, i'm gonna agree with mar the, the loan the the hand in the transfer request did it for me um you know as a player who only played limited minutes that season demanding to play more and demanding more wages you need to leave you, you you've not earned that right to make those requests uh i say alone um, if if Pedro or William had stayed for another year, I could see us selling him. But I, I think oh, with, really? the, with the um, with the lack of options we have up front right now with Pulisic hurt, I, I think we're going to keep him. But a loan yeah. would be would be ideal for me. Uh, if we're linked with someone else, like a like a Zaha, like I know you, you're hot on, um, <laughs> I could see us getting rid of him. But we're just not linked with any other wingers. So it makes more sense that we're going to keep him. But alone for him to play week in and week out and for us to determine whether he's, you know, Chelsea quality. Uh, you know, he is coming off an injury. But, you know, when you watch him come in the games after the restart, he looked lost at times. And, you know, you know, Reese had some moments where he came in and looked lost. But, you know, he, he fixed it. And, and Cho just never fixed those for me. And I feel like... He, he just wasn't up to it. And at times when you watch him play, he looks like, you know, he doesn't really care that much compared to Mason Mount's enthusiasm coming through the academy. But, you know, maybe he can rediscover that on a loan and when he's not around the bridge and around the guys. So I, I say alone. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Mike? Uh, I'm going to keep him. Um, for, for the sheer fact that we don't have much depth right now and there's, there's question marks with – Regarding, um, you know, Pulisic and whether or not he can stay healthy. So for me, it's, yeah, in a perfect world, in a perfect setting where we have, you know, these these guys playing on the wings, uh, Ziyech and, and Pulisic, maybe we could, you know, loan them at that point. But it, it's too, the, the risk is, is too far great for me to, to loan them out or even sell them with, with the lack of depth that we have right now. Yeah, I agree. Corey? Yeah, Mike made a great point. I know I, I'm kind of on the fence where Marv is and where Tyler was, where the disrespect of handing the transfer requests just kind of just felt kind of shitty in a way because, you know, he just – I don't think if you're going to do that to the club that, you know, was your boyhood club, you wouldn't want to leave as many mm-hmm. games as you weren't playing. But um, like Mike said, dire situations, no William, no Pedro. You have Pulisic who's injured. Um <clears throat> I just he stays. I hope that Pulisic is is healthy by the restart of the new season, but I don't know how well that ham. Yeah, it's it's a doubtful. Um, and I don't want to see Cho start either because he doesn't really offer much. But um, I think he stays. But I think a loan would be perfect for him. A prem loan or 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 a European loan would be perfect for him. I think. But um, he's he's probably going to stay just due to the fact that we don't have any depth at at winger. Yeah, Ryan. Um, Travis. Yeah, I I say you keep him, and the reason why is because even if we played four three three four two three one, 
uh, 4-4-2, 4-4-1-1, however we line up next season, we are going to have two starting wingers most likely. And as it stands, we've got Pulisic, who, let's be honest, I hate to say this, has shown that he has some injury concerns. Um, that's true. And at the other side, we have we have we have Zayesh, we uh, or Zayesh to come in. Um, that's it. Uh, I, and so you have Cho. So you, you have three wingers. You have uh, two spots. So he's going to have to stay. But I, I think he has more to offer, um, maybe than what we have let on to uh, been believed. Um, I mean, overall, he had 852 minutes, which isn't a whole lot in the Premier League. Um, so he's under a thousand, but he still produced five assists, uh, last season in the premier league. Um, so I, there is hope maybe that he could provide like some creative, uh, spark off the bench if he needs to come in as well as he's a decent rotation option. Um, I, the, the character concern, I, I know people have kind of mentioned that with, with for kind of forcing, uh, a transfer request to get overall kind of just a contract negotiation improvement, uh, it wasn't the best move, and you know, but I understand player perspective. He's he's negotiating for what's best for him. Um, it just uh, it just doesn't have good optics from a from a fans from a fans per, uh, perspective there. But I think you keep him in the squad, see what he can do. But if you really don't see a whole lot this season, and you're giving him minutes and time, and I think maybe then you really have to consider long term. You know, do you go ahead and move on at this point um, if you're not seeing a whole lot of improvement? But I, I think he's going to surprise people if he gets enough enough time to. Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. I think Cho's got there's definitely potential there, and the fact that you said he's got five assists. I mean, you, you look back and you've been like, oh damn, like I completely forgot about that. Um, next player, I don't even think we need to discuss. I think we're all just going to straight up say yep. Um, I, I don't, maybe we can even skip it because it's just pointless. Pulisic. I mean, it's just obvious. Five-year deal. Five-year deal. 500k a week. Keep him forever. Captain America. There, he's not I going just, anywhere. He's just too damn good. I just want to mention how much I love this player. And I'm the only non-American here, right? I absolutely... Oh, that is true. Well, me and you, but I... Yeah, me and you. <laughs> I love this player. I think he's everything that we needed... Um, I w- and I was fully behind the signing at the very start as well, because I, I saw those Dortmund games, you know, every time I saw them play, he was technically so much better than everyone else on the pitch. And that includes Sancho. Um, and, and one thing that happened a lot, defence would crowd him out. There'd be two, sometimes three. Was, and as a young player, you don't know how to deal with that. There wasn't anyone else on the other side, Rafael Guerrero or someone like else like that. And every time you focus that one player, it's tough. And I think since he's come here, I knew he would shine. Second he got playing, it is happening. I think if the injury's permitting, this is going to be, uh, I keep saying it, will be one of the top five players in the world. I think after the restart, if you, uh, when William went on his run of goals and Christian kind of got isolated, we kind of saw his quality. And yeah. we saw how good he could be, which is a good thing for the future, that if we do surround him with Zirik and Werner and Havertz, like he's only going to get better because they're going to draw more attention away from him. I, I I think he could definitely be within the top three in the world if he stays healthy. Um, and and you know as long as he stays healthy and he's on the pitch, then I think right. he can he can sky's the limit. Totally. I also like, I also like that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like that dude. Does anyone got anyone got anything else to say? They want to chime in on on Pulisic or. No? No, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, next, we're going to go on to us. Excuse me? 
are saying I would not sell him for a billion. Oh, that's, that's how much right, I right, believe in him. That's how much I believe in him. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, next, we're going to go on to our strikers. We've got Tammy Abraham. Mike, start it off. Keep him. Um, yeah, I, I saw enough of him to know that he's, um, you know, he's he's going to grow into that role, I I, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm keeping him. Um, yeah, I mean, he was, you know, he was a bit, you know, young, immature, I guess, in, in terms of, you know, his play on the pitch. Uh, there were times where, you know, he looked lost in terms of where he should be positionally. But I, I think, you know, I, I saw enough of him throughout this season to know that there's something there that I would – I, I'm I'm interested to see more of. So, um, I want to get everyone's quick takes real quick on this. There's a lot of debate of people being upset by him smiling after the buying game. I don't know if you saw his interview. It, to me, it came across as if he just knows that Bayern are so much far ahead and so much more elite. And if you read his, if you saw his interview, it was kind of like, yeah, I need to grow into this, and that's where I need to get, and that's what we need to get. And there was a lot of people saying that he shouldn't be smiling after that defeat. I just want to get everyone's quick take. Mo. Um, I mean, I can't really be annoyed at him for that. I mean, I have been annoyed at his social media activity. And I might be because sure, I'm a bit, sure. might be a bit older than you guys for that. But um, I don't think you should be liking that picture of Kante getting spun and the Man United Moscow. That left a sour taste in my mouth. But this this here, I mean, it's an interview. We, we'd lost anyway. He, he even scored. It's not like he's laughing and, and he didn't play okay. I mean, he wasn't that yeah. he wasn't bad. I couldn't get annoyed at him for this. Not this. Sure, Corey. Yeah, you can't get really mad at him. Um, he, he He's a kid. Uh, you know, he's he scored. You, you know, Bayern, they didn't lose a single game, you know, all Champions League. And they right. literally spun every team other than PSG into, like, five nil defeats. So like, what else do you expect? Um, he's a kid. He's going to learn from it. If he smiles, he smiles. Who in smiles after games. What does it matter? <laughs> Travis. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I have a whole lot of a problem with it. And for a lot of the reasons that Marv mentioned, the, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but functionally going into the game, we, we kind of knew this was over with a, with three nil on aggregate. We're down and we had five players out through injury or suspension. It, it, the odds were always against us, uh, and, and they had a full-strength squad with no injuries or suspensions. Um, it was always against us, and I, I can't take it you know, uh, in, in a, that bad of a way, but I understand um, if people are upset, the optics can be kind of bad with it, but I, I, it's, it's not – if it happens again and again and again and we see it, you know, reoccurring theme next season, then I think it's a cause for more concern that there's – potentially some type of mentality concern. And that would be the case with any player who's on social media playing down any any type of big losses. Um, but for now, I don't have any concerns with it. Sure. And Tyler? No, no concerns at all. I mean, he just finished his first professional season with his boyhood club. Uh, and, you know, he's thinking back, eh, I have no problem with it. I mean, probably, what, four years ago, he was watching Bayern Munich play and playing with him on FIFA, and now he's playing against them. So... Yeah, I have, I have zero problem with it. For real. And I don't think I asked Mike. Mike, what, do you have a problem with that? I mean, because, like I said, half of Chelsea Twitter, like, went at him. And I was just like, why? There's no need, there's yeah. no need for that. I, I don't. Um, I, I, get, I get, you know, 
and I, I know I'm coming at this from a from a way different perspective here. I know that he's he's liked some tweets at some point as well, or liked somebody's Instagram, whatever. I, I get it. I understand why I understand why fans are, are, are mad about that. Me personally, I mean, like he's a professional, um, and, and what he said was was spot on. And if I'm if I'm a manager, if I'm a coach, or whatever, and we get beat like that, I'm telling all my guys like this is the level that we need to get to. Remember this day. Um, make sure that this never ever happens to us again. And it starts, you know, in the off season. And that's yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if he's smiling because of that, I got no problems with that. If he's smiling because he thinks he's gonna he's gonna jump on the the Byron train here in a couple of years, I mean, so be it, man. I mean, good luck to you. But yeah, I, I had no problems with that um, whatsoever. Cool, cool. Um, and to get on to Tammy in general, and um, just give me your quick answers on. You know, just keep sell low or whatever. Uh, Muff. Um, I'm really divided and uh, another one, but I'm going to say keep because of the night. You know, I mean, I, I've had to think about and take a look at my perspectives with this. Right. Because I was critical. I thought he'd been really poor since like November. And I've said that a few times vocally. Um, but the fact he scored like what 16, 17, I can't remember how many goals he scored, 18 maybe. But he scored 18 all competition. He scored a lot of goals. I mean, yeah, sure. He's a big part of why we've actually made the top four. We're able to kind of get more money into the club. And so, and he led the line. It's his first season in the more proper season in the Prem. I'm not really counting the Swansea thing. So I've got to give him a little bit of slack. And in that way, in that case, I'm going to say keep him. Giroud can battle for that second choice and see what happens with Werner. I think they could even play together at some point. He knows he's got to improve his game. But I, I would say keep. I, I would like to keep faith with him. Sure. Corey? Yeah, um, I'm going to keep him. I liked um, that he took the number nine shirt and was willing to give it a go after so many other number nines did not work. Cough, cough, Morata. But um, <laughs> I think you keep him. He's he scored, he scored 18 goals, like we've said. He's got something there. There's a player inside. I think he just needs to be more aware of what an offsides is and <laughs> knowing where to position and with Werner and, um, and Giroud, I think he's going to learn a lot. I think he's going to play a little bit more as well, as long as he's healthy. And I, yeah, he's definitely key for me. Okay. Tyler. Uh, I said, we keep him. I mean, early in the season, you know, he was on fire. He scored all those goals for us early on. Then he went on a, a dry spell where he was missing easy chances that he should have scored. Um, you know, and that's frustrating, you know, watching your strikers get in great positions to score and not scoring. Um, cool. but part of that's a learning curve just from how young he is and playing in the Premier League at a, at a top club. But I, I feel like with the players we have bringing in that can create, you know, more scoring opportunities for him in a, in a season under his belt and understanding now that he has real competition in Werner, um, that, that he can raise his level and he can become a, a, a player. Uh, I, I said we keep him, uh, but but I do understand uh, if he's not scoring at this point uh, next season. If we're having the same conversation, he's not scoring goals and he's not getting the team. Then you know we have to look elsewhere. But I, I say we keep him. Okay, fair enough. And uh, Travis. Yeah, I don't see any reason that you wouldn't keep Tammy Abraham in the in the squad for next season. Um, I, I think even with Werner coming in, he's still going to push for a starting role. Um, I, I, I do see it many times. I think that Tammy and Werner can coexist in this squad in the starting 11. 
um, in certain situations, I think it'll work. But, you know, in his first top flight season, other than the Swansea loan, which I don't know if you want to really fully count that or not. Uh, I mean, 15 goals this season is is really I mean, very impressive. I would have never expected him to get 15. Um, and I think, you know, early on it was mentioned, you know, uh, by Tyler that he he started scoring a lot of goals early on the season. And then he kind of hit a rough spell where he was missing chances. And I think it's in no coincidence that that rough spell happened right around the time where he had injury concerns. And he was being forced at many points throughout the season to pl- be playing through the pain barrier and playing with injuries because we have so few options at times. I mean, it was Tammy Giroux or Batshuayi, which, I mean, we uh-huh. haven't gotten to him yet, but uh, I'm sure we will. Um there weren't many options and, 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 and we're going to, unless we're going to go to false nine and make somebody try to play that, which was the disaster to start with. Um, how many times we tried to make Hazard force into that role because we just didn't want to get scored upon. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think you have to keep him in the squad. I think he offers a lot. And if, you know, next season, if he regresses a little bit, that might not be surprising. I think he's going to get, I don't know if he'll get as many clear chances as a, as a number one striker, he might get more chances off the bench and maybe sharing a strike partnership with Werner, but I think he still has a lot of quality and got to see what, what comes of this. Yeah, no, I agree with literally what everyone has, has had to say on Tammy. Um, last one um, is Giroud, you know, probably one of the sexiest men in football, most underrated target <laughs> man in the planet, in my opinion. Um, for me, he's, he's a definite stay. His link-up play with Warner could be absolutely lethal. Uh, Michael, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, he needs to be. He needs to stay. Um, there's, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what did he sign? He signed a another year. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I I had no problems with him, you know, riding out this year and going to Arsenal and <laughs> going back. <laughs> yeah, and just hanging out for the <laughs> remainder of his career. Retirement and... FC. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, man. No, I've I've got no problems with him staying. I think, yeah, he he's he's he the yeah. I mean, behind he was behind uh, you know Michi for the better part of the the beginning of the season, and you didn't hear a peep from him. Yeah, he wanted to play. You know, you, you'd get that you get that comment from him, but he handled it great. We we all were kind of wondering when are we going to get to see this guy because Michi wasn't cutting it, and when he came on, man, he came on and and did really well. Um, the, I, I think it was Tyler that said this, and I and I, I won't steal your thunder here, Tyler. But Not I mean, there's a there's an interesting thing that you told me about Giroud. Is I mean, I don't think we're going to be winning any major titles with this guy, which I thought was fantastic. Um, thinking about it, but yeah, I, I think you keep him for the year and then let him go back to Arsenal and you know, <laughs> end of the sunset he goes, bro. <laughs> Mouth. Yeah, I'm I'm on the keep as always with as I was with Giroud from the beginning. He played that game against Liverpool. We should have won, um, and and then he was frozen out for a while. And I always wondered why, because for me, like you said, I think he's in terms of a target man. I don't think there are many in the world that are as good as him. Um, not only that, he's a consummate professional. He works his ass off on the pitch. I have absolutely no complaints. He scores quite a lot of important goals. His big game rate is very good. Um, for me, he's he's a guy that I would keep and keep for the whole season. Hopefully, yeah. Like I think Mike just said, riding up into the sunset. I really love the idea of that because uh, I think hopefully we can win something again for him, and then that's you know we can do his own thing. But 
what a great use of money. And and that's another a testament to when you buy older players, it doesn't always equals they're finished. You know, we, we get that's that true. a lot. It is a Warren Buffett um, quote where he says about cigar butts, and he, he says likened that to many investments. He said they've got one last bid in them. And and in this case, Chelsea seem to do this a lot um, with, with older players. They pick them up, you think, oh, they've got nothing left, and then boom, four, three, four, five titles later, and then they're off. And and the same with Giroud. Very happy with him, and he's a definite keep for me. That's a very good analogy on that. On, 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 the, on the cigarette thing. On the cigarette <laughs> thing, sorry. Um, and uh, Corey? Yeah, he's a keep for me. Um, he's probably secondary. I think he might even start at the beginning of the year for me, too, depending on what where uh, Werner sits, uh, whether he sits on the left wing for Pulisic, who's hurt, or he starts up front. But if he doesn't start up front for... Werner, he, I think Olivier starts up front for me personally. I, I've said that before on a previous pod that um, I like the way uh, RB Leipzig uh, linked up with Pulisic and, and Werner. So I think Giroud can do the same thing for Werner. Um, but if not, if Tammy starts, he's second striker no matter what. Michy's in the bin. Um, yeah, Giroud is, is a stay for me for at least one more year. For sure. And Travis? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Drew stays. I mean, his impact, I think, is always unquestioned. I mean, he's, he's come up big for us many times. If you go back even to uh, the 2018, um, the second half of the 2017-2018 season, you know, he had a great impact coming in um, and even helped us that FA Cup win. Um, so I, I've been a big fan of Drew for a while at, at Chelsea, and I, I kind of even – at many points under sorry, didn't understand why Giroud wasn't playing as much as, uh, as you know, like Morata or Iguain. So uh, I don't see any point to go against Giroud at this point, you know, give him another year. He can get, he can get minutes as needed, especially if we have any injuries that come up, he'll get even more minutes. His link up plays phenomenal. Uh, his overall game is, is, is pretty good. Um, even at this age. And, you know, he's been probably the best buy for us at striker since Diego Costa. So I'm keeping from the squad. That's a very good shot. Um, Tyler. So I'll be the controversial one. Hold on. Okay. I, I feel like we should sell him, but I don't think we will until January. Um, he wants to be France's number one, so he wants to play. And, sure. and I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. I think he will start at the beginning of the season with Pelusic's injury. Uh, you know, we can move Werner out to the left and he can play. But – um, you know, kind of like I was telling Mike about earlier, you know, when he was at Arsenal, I mean, he was never uh, a starting striker in the Premier League for a team that was competing. You know, there was a reason they always finished fourth. His best goal total at Arsenal was 12 goals in a season. Um, I feel like if we do keep him, it just kind of stunts Tammy's growth. Um, but I mean, his link up play is he, I mean, he's by far our best link up player. And if he could come in and link up with Werner, then I'm all for him starting. I feel like if, if he can contribute in that manner, then he needs to. But I feel like that his time with us, he came in, he did a role, he did a job. You know, congratulations. I feel like he needs to be moved on, but I don't think he will until uh, January. Um, but the fact that we don't have a third option, I mean, we're going to sell Mishi, but since we don't have a third option on the bench to help come in, uh, I don't think it will happen. But I, I just my personal opinion, I think we need to we need to sell him. Okay. Well, I was hoping someone said something different because I think we all really agreed with everyone. But, but, but I do, so. I do, I do think he's a great professional. He came in sure. and he did exactly what we wanted him to do, 
I just don't feel like he moving forward. If we want to challenge for titles and uh, and and major trophies like the Champions League, I just don't think he's that starting striker. He causes gonna, lots of chaos in the box, you know, with with heading the ball. But I mean, he, he did miss some some clear cut headers towards the end of the season where he should have put him in and, and just didn't. I've got a question. Yeah. Um, the question is, and also Tammy missed a few clear cut headers as well. Um, but no, Mike. Ferocious. My question is, um, in terms of you said um, you'd you'd sell him. Um, what would you? What's your solution if we do sell him? Because then we've only got. I know Mitchie's leaving as well, obviously. So yeah. they're going to be two strikers. Yeah, if if we don't bring in that third option, I don't I don't think we will. Um, I was all for keeping uh, one of the younger players, but we've loaned them out. So like Broger. Yeah, I, I was on I was on the Broger train, but we've loaned them out. So it, it seems like we would keep him. I don't see us buying a striker, though. I mean, we've no. we just bought. We just bought. We have other options that are or other positions that are much more glaring than than a striker position. Well, I think um, you might get your wish with Broger because probably um, Giroud might be out after this season. And Broger, if Broger's loan is really good, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. If his loan is really good at Vitesse, then you know I think he'll he will have a shot in the team in the season after. I think he just scored two goals in their preseason game. Yeah, today, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully he does look good. He does. I, I, I just, you know, I think Giroud will go in January. I mean, he, he wants to be the number one for France and for the Euros. And if he's setting number two for us, I, I think he'll look for a move elsewhere. Kind of like what he did in January. But if he stays and scores goals, then, you know, I'll, I'll support him as long as he's doing that. Yeah, it seems pretty fair. Right, right. Um, I, I just want, like, a quick... Shout out if anyone disagree. If everyone disagree, sorry. Mitchie Batch, why sell? Yes. Sell. Sell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Bye. Bye. laughs> I said so keep, bad. but no. Get out. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I really like Mitchie Batch, why won us the Premier League. And uh, <laughs> no, but um, I asked in a great goal at uh, Atletico, and that was about it. Yeah. And, and at West Brom that won us the title. True. And I Mitchie Mitchie is the best. For like ninety minutes away. <laughs> also, what was it? Watford or is it which game early season when we won the league under Conte? He scored like the goal that got us back to one one, and that was such a pivotal goal. I don't know if it is to one one. It was Watford. Yeah, yeah, Diego Costa shot it and he followed it up and put it in. Yeah, really. If we didn't score that, you know, we were in trouble. So, and that kept that got a nice run goal. I think he's scored some good goals for us, but he's just not quite. He's also great at scoring goals in the game after we've won the league. Yeah. He's, a, he's not, I don't think he's quite at the level required, but I do really like him. I think we've got to sell him, unfortunately. Yeah, he's a good personality. Yeah, good. yeah, I like him a lot. Um, so the final question I have, um, I was going to go into the youth, but there's just not enough time. We're hitting two hours. Um, so the final question I had is actually is a, uh, a Tyler question that you submitted to me privately. Um, the question is, is uh, essentially, why is Frank Lampard getting backing from the board um, in regards to transfers more so than previous managers? You know, especially when they're more experienced than Lamps. You know, Ooh. so we brought in, we brought in Pulis. I mean, sorry, not Pulisic. So Werner, Ziyech, Kai Havertz on the way. Chilwell is a done deal, and I'm telling you myself, Thiago Silva's done. And then we've got potentially, you know, it seems like. Declan Rice might happen too, and it seems like all of number 
Frank Lampard's number one targets, I hear. So, with that being said, I'll start with Marv. Why do you think, or what is your answer to that question as to why you think, you know, do you think he's being backed more so than other managers? Oof, now that is a really good, I have to say that is a fantastic question because there are multiple potential answers with this. But uh, and, and we can also go into the history of it, right? Because I still believe that the last manager was backed. And I believe he would have been backed had he stayed. And uh, and, and I think the same if the problems didn't happen with Conte, I think they, they just didn't back him because the targets were shit. So actually, I think that change has already happened. And I think that now, but now I think it, there is a sense of prove your worth. I think the days of like what happened with Mourinho, I think they realized that they went wrong by not backing them. And I think in this case, we have seen a monumental backing of Lampard, but I don't think that it's just because it's Lampard. I think it's because Roman realizes the squad is no longer able to win. And if you look at what normally happened, whenever we slipped out of, you know, title challenging, which hasn't been that often. If you go back to 2004, how many times were we not in that title race? There's no more than about three. And there was one where we were a little bit out. Um, and, and you see, when we dropped to 10th, you know, we got we got players then. And uh, and I think it's kind of similar now. They can see how far behind Liverpool and City we are, that it was like, yeah, now now we've got to bring, now we've got to make the moves again. Because before, they just patch up the squad. One player comes out, one older guy comes in, it's not the player we expect, or one slightly bigger signing comes in. Um, so I think the backing has come, If I, to answer the question in a short way, I think the backing has come more out of necessity than it has because it's Frank, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, to jump on that, I think I agree with 100% of everything you said. But I also want to throw in Petr Cech. In my opinion, it has been a huge kind of bridge between Marina and Lampard. You know, Petr Cech's probably the, one of the most respected people in the club's history. Um, the fact that he speaks so many languages and all that kind of stuff. The fact that, you know, he can be going to Marina and be like, OK, Frank really needs this guy. And I believe he needs him because of X, Y, Z. And kind of be that intermediary between the two. Um, so I think Check has been huge. But uh, Mike, to answer the original question, do you think he's been more backed than the other managers or is just a, like based on circumstance? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of coming at this with the the unique set of eyes here. I, I, I think if I think they have a pretty pretty good relationship, Roman and Frank, right? I mean like Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that also adds to the adds to the the, the backing as well. I think it's one of those things where um Frank has done a you know, he he's done a pretty damn good job, all things considered, you know, losing, you know, a Chelsea led I mean we've we said this, you know, to exhaustion here. He's lost hazard, you know transfer ban um and and being in the mix with you know the fa cup final things like that i mean these are all things that um are are, would exceed you know any type of first year manager in the premier league's expectations um that being said i think yeah um he's got some he's obviously yeah frank's got the juice too man i mean he's he's been able to pull these guys you're getting players that are that have grown up watching Frank play and idolizing him and they want to play for him. Now there's this brand of football that he's bringing and they're like, we want in on this too. And I think that that's also something that Roman has taken notice of as well. And it's like, why not strike by the iron's hot and we can bring in some talented players and we can really make a sustainable run here for, 
multiple championships uh, on the Premier League and even contend for a Champions League title here in the years to come. That, that is a fantastic point. Um, Corey? Yeah, I'm going to touch on uh, great points by Mike and Marv. I'm also going to say the coronavirus, the pandemic, has played into Chelsea's hands. Uh, obviously, um, the hazard not, money not being touched, the transfer ban, using the youth and using their low wages that they're probably, I assume, on other than show, helps the board not spend money on players and loaning players like Drinkwater, uh, Zappa Costa, who guys were on higher wages, saves money for the club a little bit. But the way that the financial ruins that most of the clubs like uh, Real, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, PSG, name the, the big clubs, not having the money to spend and Chelsea having the money to spend and them also having an idea of the players that Frank bought, like ZH pre-COVID, but Werner, uh, Havertz, they're Frank talking to them, and also, like you said, Kamal, having Petr Cech be that gap with the extra languages helps prove to Werner that there's a spot for him, that we're going to contend. Here's my layout. Here's my plan. This is what it looks like. It does make a difference having that extra money in the bank compared to the other teams does play into your favor as well. So I think it's just kind of worked in our favor for somehow it, it has, which sucks for everybody else. Cause we're going to be so much better than everybody else. And they're going to hate to see that. But because when we're better, everyone hates us, which is what I like anyways. So um, yeah, coronavirus definitely played a little bit of a part of that as well. Yeah. I love that. What you said just there, like being the most hated team. Uh, I, that, love it inject uh, that you know as they say on twitter inject that into my veins being the most hated team i, love, I cannot wait to love that team again i love um, being able to wear that on my shirt you know yeah. wear my arm with pride i love that yeah exactly. <laughs> travis my friend yeah i think it's a great question um and i think it represents where the club are at because you know we saw Mourinho come in and he got heavily backed 2014-2015 with, with Costa and Fabregas and, and Felipe Luis. Um, and we stormed the title, but then afterwards it was an abrupt shift in policy, it seemed, because we're bringing in, you know, the uh, Michael uh, Hectors and uh, Dij- uh, Digital Boji uh, of the Worlds and whatever the hell that window was. Um, <laughs> and, and it kind of... It kind of it, it, it really became a, it, it became a trend. You know, we, we saw these sort of lateral moves or squad squad player uh, moves, and we, we spent a lot of money on those because okay. we kept on having this chop and change of managers, right? So we go from Mourinho to Conte to, uh, you know, next to Sarri, and these are all different managers and how they play. Um, and, and each manager wanted some squad players to be filled out that are probably more suited for them. And they, with Conte, I know we did, he didn't get his, his targets at all in the second season. And that was a large reason why it, you know, developed to where it did. And he basically had no relationship with the board at that point. But I think because of that, we, we've been left with a lot of these expensive squad players that are left over for the next manager. And they're basically right. just misfit toys in a way for the next manager, because they, they, they were the last guy's squad player tactics person they brought in and this person wants the next squad player for a different tactic, and they had to bring their own guys in. So I think what you're seeing is why Lampard might be back so much more 
than pass managers seemingly is because this might be a shift in the club. I mean, we might be seeing that we're no longer going to have this, you know, we're going to give you until you lose and then you're gone. Um, I think we might be seeing a little bit of a shift and I'm, I don't know if, if it will happen, but it kind of feels that way. Um, But I I think that, you know, sorry was backed pretty heavily with, with Jorginho with a 55 million pounds and Kepa. I don't know if that was his signing or that was just panicked by the board. That was still 72 million with Kova came in. I mean, there was still some substantial movement. Iguain was like $8 million to bring in for six months. I mean, and plus his wages. It was a terrible move uh, financially. Um, But it was really to just appease Sari to try to get us over the line. I mean, in great, yeah, we won Europa. That was nice. We finished uh, in the top four. That was nice. But... Yeah, I, I I think managers have been back, but I think what we're seeing at, at Chelsea right now right now might be a little bit more of a shift in philosophy where we're moving to no longer just firing you as soon as we we don't uh, see any type of satisfactory result in in terms of winning trophies um, and maybe giving them more of a long term vision. But then again, this is Chelsea, so what I might be saying it might be very overly optimistic. It is definitely is. <laughs> it's very true because. Sorry, there is no way. There is no way that that is true. I mean, uh, the last part. I mean, I actually no. I think you you made some really good points. No, I mean, but there was the thing you're saying about maybe they're not dependent on winning. I actually think this backing actually makes it even harder. I, I think, hope so. I don't think that the backing is going to result in oh top four is perfectly fine yet again, Frank. I can't see that. I, I think if we don't deliver something with all of these buys that Roman has provided. I think that we will see the axe again. I mean, I know it's a nice thought to think we're, we're sticking to this kind of plan, but it hasn't happened since he came in, uh, with like 2004. Why would it randomly change? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that it will. The only I'm not sure if it will. I, I kind of hope it will, but I don't yeah. know if it will either at this point. Um, I, I, I think that if it does change, it's because it, they've gotten to their point where they realize that this – there's a shelf life to just chopping and changing both in terms of how long the manager is going to last and how well the finances are going to last for that. But I think, yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that, um, I mean, sorry to, I don't want to interrupt you. I'll just say, I think um, that they see the stability as the, the playing squad more than uh, coaches who come and go. Yeah. It's easier to replace one man than, you know, 11 players. I agree. Dude, before I go to Tyler, before I go to Tyler, the, the final Final thing I wanted to to say it was the all reports like from you know the top journals and the ones we respect they're all saying that there's a three year plan and so year one was to purchase you know see, assess the team year two was to purchase the best Lots. players available and add add to them you know throughout you know year two and year three as well as challenge and year three was to win them so I think by I think next year is going to be you know we have to see dramatic improvement and year three we have to win something and if then not then that's probably when frank gets the job the three-year plan it was a stabilize the team year one right and and number two was compete compete for major honors and the third one was win right so i i think that the 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 proofs in a pudding there that if we are not super competitive I think that that's going to be the issue. I actually do think we will be. I think we'll have a shot of winning the league. I actually think we could win the league with the players we're currently being linked with. Um, I'm optimistic. I I think the fact is I'm always of the belief you need one you need one alpha and one beta alpha 
to win the league like we did with Costa Hazard. And I think they're trying to replicate that with Werner Pulisic. Yeah, it could happen, for sure. Yeah. And Tyler, to yeah. answer your own question, go ahead, my friend. Well, well I, I haven't disagreed with anything anyone has said. I, I think they're all great points. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the COVID has definitely played a place. The, the transfer ban has definitely played a place. You know, Frank's also been frustrated at the board when we over, you know, when we appealed the January window and won it and, and never spent any money. You know, so that was frustrating for him as well. But I, I think the, the biggest thing that has changed is we have football people making football decisions now. Unlike yes. at, at United, when, you know, if you, if you listen to any of the older United heads talk, you know, Rio, the Nevilles, anyone, they have people that are making decisions that don't understand football. And they're so frustrated by a lot of the buys. And I think now having Petr Cech, Frank Lampard, who understand football, and understand the club now making decisions on who to bring in and who to scout for the club makes a huge difference. And I think the club or the, the squad overhaul has been overdue for a few years. You know, we, oh, yeah. we had some older players yeah. that should have moved on uh, way before we did this year or last year um, that we kept on. And, and, and I think now that it's finally happening under Frank it is good. I, I in no way want Frank to, to be sacked. I'm over the, the, the uh, turnstile of managers coming in and out every few years and, you know, having a manager coach players that six other managers bought. Um, but, but if we're buying these players and, you know, he's aimed to compete and we should, we should be competing with them across Europe and domestically, we need to do that. And if not, maybe we need to move on, but I'm hopeful that, that he, he gets it right. And with his group of players, we can get back to, challenging for the titles because being where we're at now off of first place and just you know being happy finishing fourth just really isn't acceptable yes agreed yeah no we can't we can't yes. we can't be we can't be 30 30 plus points off the top just no no it's not happen again no uh, and, and i feel like the players we've brought in can make up some points and you know yeah. if, if it's a close title race and you know you have like a, a first second and third is separated by 10 points I mean that's more that's easier to live with than than being where we're at now and just sure. being so far off from from where we're at in the first place. Yeah, spot on. Um, I think lads, that does it for today. Um, oh. that has been an unreal, unreal episode in my opinion. That you know we're going on two hours. Um, I want to thank each of you individually for coming on and spending your time. I know. For us, it's late in the US, but for Marv, it's even later for you. It's four something AM. It's five. So it's five. Dedic- <laughs> what is it? It's five. It's five, five six, six, It's midnight. Yeah, it's midnight. <laughs> so I really appreciate you, mate. Two hours in, you know, in your prime night time. So I really appreciate you coming on, as always. Happy to be on, as always. And what a great time it was with all, all, all of you guys, as well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mike. My man, appreciate you staying on. I know you had some, yeah. some personal <laughs> stuff, but I appreciate that, man. No, nah, man, it's good, dude. I think they passed out. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I might, I might jump on PlayStation in a minute here and, and uh, try to go to sleep. But, uh, yeah, no, no, we're good, brother. Uh, it was always a pleasure. And, yeah, this is, again, this is group therapy for me. So, this is fantastic to have two more guys on to finally talk. For sure. And Corey, my man, you know, love you to the death. So, I appreciate you coming on. Nah, I love you, bro. I appreciate it. Honestly, got the yeah. baby to go down early. So, you know, like Mike said, group therapy for the boys. So, nothing better. With that, with that, sorry, Mike. What, was Mark, what did you say right there? I said, yeah, Corey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I want to thank our two new people, and man, it's been an absolute honor, Tyler. Thank you so much for joining us today and and st- spending your time. I know it's been longer than you probably anticipated, so I really appreciate you staying up late. No, I I appreciate it. The pleasure is all mine. I I love getting on here and talking. I mean, I listened to all the podcasts while I was at work, and you know, I'm just happy to be on here and, and to be able to talk with you guys. No, I appreciate that, and you know, we appreciate you listening to our content as well. Um, and this isn't going to be the last time you can you're going to be on. So trust me on that. And nice. and Travis too, man. Um, appreciate you, man. I know you know we've been in contact for a long time. Um, I know you've been listening for a long time too. So we appreciate you staying on, you know, coming on and spending your your late night with us. Oh, uh, once again, I appreciate the the invite to come on. Uh, I had a great time uh, really talking with everybody. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to talk about Chelsea Football Club with everybody. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, I'll talk with you guys again. It was a great time. Yeah, there's no doubt you'll both be on. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so Marv's always going to have the last word. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, come back on. Come back on. Yeah. yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, great definitely. Out. All right, guys. Um, so that, that wraps it up for today. Um, I want to thank all the listeners for, you know, this two-hour-long episode and bearing with us. Um, like I said, new content is going to be coming out ever so shortly with Matt and Arrow with the articles. Podcasts are going to be coming thick and fast. Um, and as-